Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Let's get ready to Dumbo. <laughs> I fucked it up. You did. You just said Dumbo. <laughs> okay. Take two. Let's keep this in. <laughs> Take two. Let's get ready to podcast. Great. 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 Well, we're plus. keeping the first thing here. Yes. And this is an episode that everyone's going to love uh, sonically because uh, so far three out of the four people on mic are chewing. Yeah. We got I'm, three people. I'm, we're hungry, mic. boys. I'm off mic chewing. Ben's got a salad. David's got a burger. You got some pork in there, Ben? It's pulled chicken. Mm. It's a pulled chicken salad. I have a bagel twist, uh, untoasted. It seems perverse. Right. Did you ask for them to toast it? Or I you just did. Assume? And in oh. fact, as they rang it up, it said bagel twist warmed, hmm. which is, you know. Here's my question. They have a special button in the, in yeah. the system. Right. A bagel twist button. Did you get your raspberry coffee? But the warmed button, I'm saying specifically yeah. to add oh. plus warmed. It's oh. like when you add like milk. I got my, my raspberry coffee. Do you know this about him, Karen? Coffee. He drinks coffee, coffee with like raspberry syrup. When did yeah. this begin? You want to smell a little whiff of it? Yeah, it yeah, smells yeah. better than Hand it tastes. Hand that over. Yeah, take a little Wait, it smells sniff. better than it tastes? I would oh, argue. It does smell nice. I like the taste. Most people like the smell, Can dislike the taste. Please take a sip. Okay. Okay. I think you'll think it's too strong. This tastes like coffee. Okay. Well. But I also don't drink a lot of coffee, so. Sure. I like me some coffee. Me too. Some coffee. I'm a coffee boy. Yeah. You're all hungry boys. I'm so, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm a hungry boy today. You're always a hungry boy. Um, He's growing. Yeah. We all we all have busy days. <laughs> we all have busy. We're we're coming off of like busy jam-packed okay. days. The I got to I got to speak some truth. You saw <laughs> you just saw this movie. Just saw it. My Day. Do we need an intro at all? We'll, we'll get, get there. To it. Okay, cool. <laughs> We've got at least another 30 minutes you're right. of preamble. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, we went to see the Nets last night. I mm. just saw the pictures. I can't believe you guys actually did that. We did. And actually, it's going to sound pretty good. You claim yeah. the audio is. It sounds listenable. Good. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. No, it right. sounds good. Which I is like a win good, for us. Like, yeah. I did a good job. You killed it. You did do a good job. But then I did a bad thing today. Oh, no. <laughs> what did, did you do? Because I went to Dumbo and okay. then I checked Twitter and people were like, uh, Frank and Weenie, Ben? Oh, right. You didn't put it up? I forgot. I'm going to do it. He forgot it existed. <laughs> I literally forgot. Hosley! I know. Hosley! Right. So right. it's on the record here. I fucked up. I get one mulligan. Two. I get two mulligans a year. I was about to say. Yeah. You better. You better up that. Yeah. Let me. So I get one more mull. And you did nail the basketball game, which everyone said could not be done. So thank you. Yeah. But you're right. Our patrons, I let you down, and I'm sorry. Frank and Weenie. Right. But at the time, at the time you're listening to this episode. Frank and Weenie has already posted. That's true. Hopefully. <laughs> right. If not, maybe another talking to is required. Yes. <laughs> a, a, It'll be out. A polite conversation. It'll be out. And, yeah, and your and, Our Patreon commitments. And the B-Ball Boys episode is coming up. May 11th. Yes. Yep. And yep. here's a little tease I'll give. It's definitely a live color commentary <laughs> in the most traditional actually, sense. On the record, I want to say something that we what? did not realize was happening during the game because we were there. Uh-huh. You, if you're, you, we, we did acknowledge that Gabrielle Union was there. Gabby Union. The great oh, Gabby wow. Union. Wade's wife. Yes. Um, 
And the most exciting on, part of the game for right, me. Right. He was really pumped for A that. movie star. But if you remember, sure. there were also another couple times where like someone sort of stepped onto the court and the crowd cheered like someone in plain clothes. Yes. And at the end, you saw Dwayne taking pictures with people. Yes. It was with the Banana Boat crew, which is LeBron James, Chris <gasps> Paul, and um, uh, Carmelo Anthony, the other, like, his his pals in the league. And they called themselves the Banana Boat I'll explain crew? that in one second. <laughs> one second. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, they came to, like, see his last LeBron game. was there last LeBron time? was there. Star of Space I was about to say, Jam this should too? be, like, exactly. more exciting they for you. They walked in, like, Another unannounced. movie star? They walked exactly. in unannounced. <laughs> right. Train wreck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they walked in unannounced, like just as the game was starting, and they never did the sort of you know the cameras in mm-hmm. the arena never found them. So I assume they sort of. But that was them, all like, those do on on court photos exactly. at the end, exactly. wow. which makes sense because they're all buds. They all were drafted in the same draft. Okay. They're they're pals. Now you gotta explain banana bowl. So crew. a few years ago, <laughs> yeah, these four guys: Dwayne Wade, uh, LeBron, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul, uh-huh. and people, and, and their fam- families, their wives, their kids, whatever. Right. Uh, Chris on, Paul of the YouTube Pauls? <laughs> no. God, Chris no. Paul, you might know him from the Allstate ads with his brother, where he has like a fake twin brother. Probably no, not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they all went on vacation together, mm-hmm. I think in like the Caribbean or something. Yeah. And they were posting on Instagram like lots of selfies drinking wine because, you know, LeBron's obsessed with wine. And they're <laughs> always... Did not know this. He loves wine. When's he going to get his own wine? That's a great... Oh. I assume like... He should. Yeah, I mean, part of the California move? Yeah. Get a winery. Yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine the fucking? I want to imagine him going to like Kurt Russell for winery advice. They should. They should link up. Yes. Um. Sorry. Uh. LeBron. Yeah. So and and there was one shot of them all on a banana boat together, and it became so. (laughs) So they did not dub themselves. The people dubbed them. The Twitter dubbed them that, but they have they have like embraced it. The banana boat crew. So they are the banana boaters. And and we are. Let's say it. The bigger elephant crew. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look. Is this like fucking slam dunk triumph? He got it back? Not necessarily. This is it, like he threw the ball from the entire other side of the court yeah. and it like hit the backboard. So right. it's still like pretty good. And you're like, that's pretty I impressive. I think that's a good call. That's yeah. not a right. point, but it's still impressive. Yeah. My takeaway is I'll allow Tim Burton to stay on Earth and not go to space. Which is huge. Because yeah. I think we were all hitting the end of our road. Oh, I was done. Yes, and maybe there's a little bit of freedom in knowing we're we're done here. A hundred percent. And it's the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't. Yeah, maybe it was just seeing it in the theater. Some of that. You know what I mean? It like, looks great. The thing does look really good. It looks good. Collins in it. You know, like I think <laughs> for some reason it's like I just was like a piece of tenderized meat by the time I saw Dumbo. I was just like, fine, yes, whatever. I mean, <laughs> beat me into submission. Here's another thing for me. I, you know, call me a sucker. Call me an easy lay. Oh, boy. You give me a movie where someone says, the elephant is heading towards Nightmare Mountain. And I'm, it's, I mean, I'm kind of in. Well, also, Michael Keaton. Nightmare I Mountain like or was it Nightmare Alley? It was Nightmare Alley. Nightmare right? Alley. Yeah, You've seen it more yeah. recently than yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton. Also, the futuristic design bullshit. You well, love that. We're going to get into all of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a real grip kind of movie. I was on the Culture Gab Fest. Uh, to talk about Dumbo, brag. among other things. Retired bit. Um, yeah, no, brag is acceptable. Okay, and uh, I brag. know we're just yeah we're taking different approaches. And I and I remember Dana was just like, "Have you just do you just have Stockholm syndrome?" Like you know yeah. what I mean? Because right. I was like, "It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. He's talking about his own career." And like everyone else is like, "What? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's just like a shitty remake." No, I do feel. First of all, I think it's 
a lot more introspective than his recent films have been. I agree. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I think it is still a mess in a lot of ways. I think most of those problems land on the feet of the script, but he has found some coherent ideas that transcend how sort of generic and unfocused the script is at times. Mm -hmm. But we'll we'll get into that. We'll embellish (laughs) that. We'll talk about that for five and a half hours. Our guest today, of course, from Polygon, the great Karen Hahn. Hello. Is here. Hi, Karen. In the studio. Hi, guys. And this is a movie with some KBs. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. I'm uh, wearing my Michael Keaton shirt today. Yes. In honor of this recording. Uh, uh, which which they were they very kindly mm-hmm. uh, sent me a Michael Keaton Shout shirt. Shout out to well. Super Yaki. Have you we got love it? You. Yeah. Super Yaki. It's here in the office, right? I don't know. I Ange think Ange has, has it. it. I think Ange, Ange has, has it. it. I got to get it from I have Ange. my mummy shirt. Now, mummy shirt. for any of the listeners out there that aren't familiar with the term KB, could we elaborate, mm. please? Well, we talked about it on Way to Water, but but also did anyone listen li- to that yeah. one? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, this is a blockbuster up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, KB, of course, is a Karen's boy. Yes, yes. And how would you define a, a Karen's boy? I mean, aside from uh, the actors who you have crushes on, um, I feel like the closest approximation I can think of is uh, one of your previous guests. Of on Alice in Wonderland made a tweet that uh-huh. was once like everybody that you have a crush on looks like a half melted candle. Sure, sure. Which, and I believe on the last episode I was on, we referred to it as they either a have a lot of face or b like put in the work. Yeah, a lot well, of I face. mean like they're all true. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of face. Oh yeah. Well, right. that's why like Michael Keaton's like straight shot. Oh God, he has so much face. He does have a lot of. Face. We were talking while. <clears throat> David was late to the recording, something I would never dare do on this show. (laughs) Nope, nope. We were talking about how Michael Keaton's uh, insane expressiveness, right? He's he's got a crazy face and he does a lot of face acting, has really just paid off in these later years where he has the most interesting wrinkle map a man has ever had. Yeah. Because his face looks like cross-hatching. His whole face looks like that. Right, and it isn't even just like, oh, he's got like deep lines (laughs) in the corners of his mouth or crow's feet. It's just like every possible angle. It's like... It's like a, a a fucking. It looks like a, a spiral graph. It looks like if you took like in a vi- like video game like characters are just all polygons. It's yes. like if you took if you the scholar the yes. color skin like right. off and just right. looked at the lines. Except that. that is just and nice plug for polygons. Thank you so much. No, but it is that thing. It's like when like Pixar makes a film, they always talk about how we like have to create these expression points. Mm-hmm. So if you strip Buzz Lightyear, you just see this really dense grid. Just a lot of lines because it's like oh, he's got to have like eighteen muscles in each <laughs> eyebrow. And Michael Keaton, you're just has like a the thousand in each eyebrow. Yeah. Oh boy. So good. Yeah. He always looks on the verge of being angry. Uh-huh. But in a way. He sort of got pursed, a pursed expression. He's got yeah. tight lips mm-hmm. and arched he, eyebrows. I mean, we talked about his lips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, as you should. Yes. As we all should for all times. Yes, I agree. There is an incredible <laughs> moment in this movie that feels kind of PKB where you have mm-hmm. a $200 million Disney fantasy remake mm-hmm. and the movie has boiled down to three wrinkly gray yep. men talking to each other about business. <laughs> While seated. Yes. Yeah. While watching <laughs> everything else in the movie. Right. See if we open the bank. <laughs> like, like, that's... 
I was kind of into that. I, yeah. I don't know what else to say it. You know it, what I mean? I was into that. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels weird to see that much gray. I'm, it's <laughs> truly right. Here's my thing. And the yeah. fucking Lion King trailer trailer came out. Okay, and we're gonna talk about this. We have to talk about two Disney trailers in in the midst of this episode. Yeah. Okay. What's the we've other been recording one? other things in advance Aladdin. and out of order. Aladdin, right. We got three Disney trailers. To talk yeah, what's about. Wait, the other what's one? Toy Story Four? Oh, all right. We gotta oh, talk boy. about four. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, the most recent one is Ben's um, me a thumbs up. Fucking Forky. He did nine eleven. Um. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my new thing is that saying the Get most. Get that name out of your mouth. <laughs> um, I'm gonna wash your mouth out with soap. Forkies and Isis. Yeah. Um, no. Fork Isis. Do you the know my, can... my girlfriend has changed her background on her phone? My girlfriend. I know she showed me to, as a rebuttal to my reasoned points that he is in Isis he and did 9/11, <laughs> and that he's a narc, Ugh. narky. David is like the Alex Jones of Forky. <laughs> exactly. That's oh that's God. that's a good brand. Yeah. There's something about Forky that really puts my teeth on it. That's just I. Well, the minute I saw him in that full trailer, I was like, "Get this guy out of here." This I guy. I don't like him. Forky's I, great. He's a little cutie. I think you don't. He's like, unsettling. I think you don't like <laughs> that's that. Why I Forky like him. is making you ask the big questions. The whole point of why Forky is that he's unsettling. Right. Why am I alive? Why am I alive? Forky, Forky is fucking tough. Like that stresses me out when the toys fall out of the car. Yeah, in any Toy Story movie, I'm like, Jesus, they're so small. How are they gonna get anywhere? You keep on contending that you don't hate the Toy Story movies, but then it sounds like everything about the innate concept of the Toy Story movies, a franchise based on Griff. I've seen Toy Story two, like many times. Good man, many many times. Good man. That was the one I owned on VHS. Right. One I've only seen like three times. I'm just saying. They always fall out of the car. Three I only saw. It's always time. harrowing. And they always question it's why they're harrowing. alive. They, they always, do always fall out of the car. And they always question why they're alive. Forky more explicitly. Yeah, this seems more others. explicit. That's right. what I like, though. Let's stare it in the eyes. But first, Forky's let's talk about culture. King. Now, King Griff, I feel like your your take on the Lion King so far has mostly just been like, I think this will be a hit. Like, it's not like you're super hyped for it. No, and you're and, more just sort of like, wow, this thing looks like a slam. And my bar. whole stance is, I, I I see it through fairly sober eyes because Lion King was not one of my movies as a sure. child. Right. Right. I think I saw. I think uh, was huge for me. I think yeah. I saw the yeah. musical on Broadway According before. According to my parents, the first movie I ever they took me to a theater. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't see it because I had a strong anti-death rule. Oh, I wouldn't see movies that had death in them. I mean, there's a big death in that one, right? Yeah. I heard huge that. One. Right, and I said, "Get out of here." Um, I I had been on the record saying uh, I think it'll be the highest-grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been standing by that and yeah, doubling that's down. Insane. Right. The new trailer <laughs> came out yesterday. Yeah, I am now. Terrified. Yeah. The new trailer, I mean, look, much like the Aladdin trailer, yeah. and, uh, well, the Aladdin trailer best exemplifies this, I think. It's like, <laughs> when that score kicks in that yep. you remember, you are kind of like, well, you know, it's sort of Pavlovian. You're like, yep. I, I love this. Yep. Yeah. You know. Um, Did you see fucking Hans Zimmer just tweeted, yes. are you ready for the music? And yes. it's like, Hans, you know, that's like the only thing that we're ready for. His only Oscar. Yeah. He should have 20. You should have more, for sure. It's weird that it's his only Oscar, but it's a great score. It is a great one. And But yeah, well, ready, also, but am I ready also... for the music? Like, I heard it yeah. in yeah. the movie The Lion King. Yeah. I, I have it on my 25 years right ago. Now. Right, exactly. Yeah. I can right. get I it on Spotify. Downloaded, yeah. Um, but it's, that trailer is so 
it, it, everything that I feared, which is yeah. if yep. their faces are not expressive and yes. instead are just animal faces, <laughs> then what the fuck am I watching? I think it's very yep. unnerving that the trailer only has like, like two shots of animals talking. And they not know even, they can't do yes. more because it looks bad it and looks weird. It right. crappy. Right. There's three instances where there's sync sound and it's not even for a full line. They only mm-hmm. show the mouths moving for about a word or yeah. two, yeah. which then, I think is worrisome. I'm sure it's something they're gonna futz until the last possible second yeah, to make I guess it work. So. I mean, I feel like the Jungle Book had the same thing where the trailer also kind of hid that. Like, By this a little point, bit. they were showing. It. Yeah. By this far out, the first couple trailers were kind of oblique. By this point, you were seeing like full Bill Murray dialogue. So then, do you guys want them to have human faces? Well, I think <laughs> just I, like re-release the fucking 1994 well, movie. Yes, which they did, and it made uh, 97 million dollars domestic <laughs> uh, in 3D. Right, but uh, also, uh, I I think Jungle Book. Uh, they pushed them a little further into stylization. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. They, they, they stylize it just a little bit more, sure. and they let the performances be a little cartoonier, and they were juxtaposed with a real human being, okay. and it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. I don't love that movie, but I think no. on that level, that thing works. Yeah. It but, also has a human, which helps. Right. You know? yeah. And this, I'm just like, they just, this looks like fucking planet Earth. That's the thing. It looks like planet Earth. I it cannot, just looks like planet Earth. I cannot yeah, it's a nature documentary. Right. The notion, and I already think we've discussed And it's this. like Scar is supposed to have a personality. It just looks like a fucking lion. Right. Um, We posted about this on <laughs> polygon.com, but we, it was like a bunch of screen caps yeah. and we mislabeled one. We were like, that's Mufasa. And somebody was like, that's clearly Scar. And we were like, is they it? look the same. Is it clearly anyone? But that sort of literalism of like, well, I mean, we just didn't want Scar to be red in the new film because, of course, in the real Sahara, make lions are not red. Make him red and make him hot again. And it's like, who gives a shit? And like, this Simba's is like, what not are we hot doing anymore. Here? Right. Like, Simba like, used to be a very handsome he has, Yeah, He looks like, I mean, but this is the thing. It's like, <gasps> if you're telling me Scar can't be red because we did the research and lions in the Sahara aren't red. Is Scar going to sing a song? <laughs> is he going to no, sing not. a song? He's not the fucking they cut, cut be prepared. Song. That was like the big they news cut. that came out. I know! <laughs> hey, hey. They cut be prepared? I know! The mics are literally catching on That's fire. That's the second best song in The Lion King. Yeah, they Wait, cut be prepared. One? Circle of Life. Okay, That's the only yeah, right. good song in The, in the Lion King. Be like, prepared fucking rules. Be prepared rules. It's great. I love be prepared. I Elton like. John like but be prepared fully should be your sixth shit. best song. It might like if you're making a humming Disney musical. Yeah, you know your villain intro song should be like really good, but not you know. You're but saying it's the best one. You're saying it punches above its weight class for the bit. standard villain song. I think that the like you know more cheerful Lion King songs are a little. Yeah, they're kind of they're a little like teen, teen yeah, and they slap. I mean, I mean, when oh, the, you think they slap? I think when the beat drops, you like Hakuna Matata. Yeah, <laughs> do you think it's a wonderful phrase? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like when they eat the grubs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. like that. So I'm realizing I, how how I instrumental need... Timon and Pumbaa must have been in Ben's childhood. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I was like, these guys are cool. They hang out around logs all the time. <laughs> sure, sure. They're dirty boys with yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. better get some buggy in. Yeah, um, and a lot I, of it in I this new one. Circle of Life, the problem with Circle of Life is it's so, it's so fucking good yeah. that you're like, after the first part of the line, the, the opening, you're like, well, this is the best movie ever made. <laughs> and and then like the movie's just sort of downhill. That's also that first- No, Stampede rules. Stampede's The great. music is Love that. Yeah. amazing. That yeah. first proper teaser where it was just the recreation <gasps> of the opening yeah. of the film. And it just boom. 
the, right, the, yep. the title card. Yeah. yeah hell right. yeah. And I was just like, this, okay, this could be the highest grossing film of all time. Like, no one can <laughs> it was fight the highest this. grossing. Oh, you mean for the, the new one? When they just right. redid the original right. teaser, sure, sure, sure. I'm saying. And even you, who are like, this looks like a bowl of farts, you were like, I have Fart to admit, ball. it's effective. Yeah. It gets to you. Because oh, yeah. of the nostalgia. Well, and I now mean, in this one, you're like seeing the same things recreated by less expressive animals, and they're afraid to show the songs or the dialogue. I'm a little worried. Aren't you see the trailer? Second bill? Aren't you going to go see this anyway? Well, I, I, I see job. everything. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like objectively, you're like Randall on the street. You watch Lion yes. King when you were like five or whatever, right. and right. you see this, and you're. No, I mean, I think for most people, yes, it, it's going to be an automatic no question. I got to yeah. see it, and I still think the film is going to end up probably being the fifth highest grossing <laughs> film of all time. I just thought What's number one right now. Number one right now is still Avatar. Oh wow! Yes. Okay, which it's, is it's Force Awakens domestic Avatar worldwide. The whole problem with your argument is that Avatar is such a bizarre phenomenon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like no, in my opinion, no normal movie will ever beat it. It's going to be something else we don't see coming. And my mm-hmm. argument was Detective that Pikachu, Lion King. <laughs> He's on the case. I've seen people. On He's the on the case. <laughs> I've seen people projecting that Detective Pikachu might be the highest grossing film. Warner Brothers Pictures ever released. Oh, oh, what's Which, that current record holder? I think that current record probably has to be Dark Knight still. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. One second, I'm looking. That's my it guess. Up. One second, please. Okay. What I was gonna say was, yeah, I felt, Dark Knight domestic at least. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like if they had nailed that, if they yeah. had figured out a way to make it photorealistic, but to have the animals be expressive, it was like slam dunk. Yeah. Like two point two billion. And I thought it had some of the weird Avatar fluke stuff. Yeah. In terms of it, like, not skewing to one gender more than the other, mm-hmm. dealing with this sort of, like, sense of nature, mm-hmm. you know, this very sort of mythic storytelling. The Lion King is Avatar. Right. right. There are certain parallels in terms of, like, what they're keying into. But but now they're so scared about clearly, like, they're not making this thing work. Here's mm-hmm. another thing that's scary in the trailer. A lot of these animals in real life Pretty gross looking. They're kind of boring. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when you see a warthog, it's almost at the like they cleaned it, them up in 2D animation for a reason. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> look, I'm not saying I can't like dirty Pumbaa, but right. it's certainly more of a barrier. That immediately you was just a... how fucking ugly yeah. warthogs are. Yeah. That came up in the Slack almost immediately. People yeah. were like, I do not like warthogs. That's yeah, a gross. It's kind of creepy to see like a meerkat singing. <laughs> Right. It's going to be, they cut Be Prepared? They cut Be yeah. Why would you cut that? I don't know. Because. Because they want to be arrested and deported. They want, right. They want, they want to be brought up no, in high I'll, crime. I'll yeah. tell you the actual reason. Okay. Because they had to add songs, both for Oscar qualification yeah. and to sell Beyonce on taking the role. So Elton John like wrote two new Nala songs. Like, and I think Jesus. they were like, we have to have a fixed number. Yeah. One must go. Like all of right. them all. None of none of what you just said is giving me a lot of hope. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that was their reason. But like, keep me prepared anyway. Yes. Yeah. And also, like the the Lion King is 88 minutes long. The, the yep. animated film. No question, this thing's going to be like 212. Exactly. Oh, yeah. the, right? Same it's thing happened with Beauty. Beauty and the Beast I heard, was like a rumor is like 129 as oh, a safe running time or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Beauty and the Beast added 40 minutes to its running time somehow. <sighs> yeah, with that one song. That one, I'm Everyone's the Beast. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I wish I wasn't the Beast. What's it, it called again? Like Forevermore or something like that? Yeah. The weird part is like that is a song that's extant in the Broadway musical. That's quite good. 
And no, then they that just wrote a whole isn't. new one. Yeah, they wrote oh, a right, new right. Song oh, yeah, they wrote a, a different, the same right, a different narrative version yes, exactly. of the same thing. Yes, right, yes, right, yeah. Right. Um, because they be- want to get that Oscar nom. Which they didn't, right? <laughs> no, they did not. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that he's like on the, the yeah, top he's of on the like castle. Balcony, he's like, yeah. I, I I went and saw that movie. I went to the bathroom, and when I was gone, that number had started, and I came back, and the beast was just on the balcony singing to the skies. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck happened while I yeah. was peeing? Well, the, I, I mean, that movie is cataclysmically bad. I I mean, you know my take. I think the first 30 minutes of that movie are good until they meet the beast. <laughs> I think the first 30 minutes are kind of a weird, like like uh, Condon doing his Bride of Frankenstein thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they botched the beast so hard. And once yeah. they get into like redoing those numbers with the creatures, it, yeah. it, 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 it totally falls apart. Save for one performance. Luke Evans. Is good. There's one performance in that movie that is the most consistently I have laughed at any. Tucci? I'm not gonna say at with Tucci rules in that movie. There's one that's even better. Who? It's Audra McDonald. Oh my god! As the dresser, the right. animation of the dresser is so fucking weird. Yeah, right. that's right. true. And her performance is so good. I was in on that. Um, okay, trailer number two. Aladdin looks like a shit show, right? But like the kind of shit show that I feel I'm so afraid that I'm gonna like so much. I think it starts so off strong with parkour. Ben likes the parkour. <laughs> It's another one of these things too, like the Lion King. I mean, he does parkour, or, or you know, he jumps around rooftops in the animated movie. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get to how Dumbo avoids this trap. This is this is, of course, what I was trying to queue up is right is that right. Dumbo doesn't do what I'm, the Lion King does, right? right? Like clearly, and, but also what Aladdin does, where you watch both of these trailers and you're like, oh, so they like muted all the colors. Yeah, but then they, like the beautiful like, Technicolor animation is now. This just is the like, thing. Wait, Aladdin's so colorful. The the guy the, like, one, yeah. Like the parade and all that shit. I think it, it looks, looks really dusty. It looks a little It does dusty. look very dusty. Yeah. And then I think you have certain costumes that look even still a little muted from their original mm-hmm. versions. Yeah. I think elements are colorful. I think it's got sort of like a sand patina, which the <laughs> nice thing with Aladdin was like sand's the base color and then you got yeah. all these other things popping. The other thing that worries me, watching this trailer in a theater, which I had not seen it in a mm-hmm. theater before until I saw Aladdin. I just watched it. On YouTube, uh, you know, low 75 times. Uh, And I was just like, wow, this trailer has like six different shots of someone running away from a building collapsing. (laughs) Why does this have this many like a Yago flies out of a crumbling like yeah. fucking marketplace. Yeah. Or so there's gonna be like six set pieces. Guy yes. Ritchie. looks like so many. And there's gonna be something about how like he's like genies. a bare knuckle boxer at one yeah. point. And I'm like fine with the parkour <laughs> shit because at least no, it's just like in King Arthur where it's like King Arthur. We all know him. He's a fucking boxing. You know, right. and he's like boxing <laughs> with people, and you're like, what's going on? What the, and the parkour thing is like that's in Aladdin. Like the opening is like yes, him yeah, like but, sliding yeah. away. But he's singing. You know, yeah. right? Exactly. Where I'm like, you can do that. I'll give you that. Sure, sure. Of course. Right. I don't right. want him to be doing knife tricks. I mean, that must be the Richie pitch, right? Is like yeah. he'd be good at that. Yeah. He's gonna make us Richie Rich. Does he do a knife trick in the trailer? No, I'm just saying okay. that's the kind of thing I don't want to say. Yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to think of like other I don't know, love. Right. <laughs> Go get me caught. If, he, if he's a street kid, he's probably doing some shady stuff. He's probably doing some shady he stuff. He steals a loaf of bread and then gives it to orphans. Well, Aladdin's not shady. He could be though. But <laughs> what the fuck? Then it's like if he got the lamp, he'd be like, "I wish pain on my enemies." Like I don't think it'd go I'd that well. Watch the fuck out of that movie. That's <laughs> oh, just good. murdering people. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say the thing that I think we all agree with that might be a controversial take to most. 
I think Will Smith Genie looks like the best element of that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the element I'm most intrigued by. Because it's the weirdest one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's the and- one thing that looks weird, and I will say <laughs> the, the effects have gotten better between those two trailers. Yeah. It yeah. looks less uncanny. And when people are like, it's weird, it's blue Will Smith, it's like, what the fuck do you want it to look like? <laughs> Totally. He's playing the genie. My only problem in that first sight of him, yeah. in the, the thing that everyone sort of derided, yeah. his body looked very squishy. It just looked yeah. off. Well, as many well, have pointed out. cloud body. That's the problem. Yeah. Is that in the cartoon, he's supposed to be a cloud. Yeah. Well, right. And in the cartoon, he's sort of, he's like a triangle. He's like got, you know, big, big uh, torso. Big, but it big, works because the yeah. guy's not supposed to have any density, any weight yeah. to Of course him. not. But also the idea is he's coming out of a lamp. So yep. he sort of comes to a point. Right. Which yeah. I like. I think right. that's cool. Right. It's a little unnatural. I think it's cool. I think he's pretty cool. I think it's cool He lives guy. in a lamp. He lives in a lamp. How many people live in a lamp? He's a cool guy. Okay. Now we have to talk about a real American hero. And his name is Forky. <sighs> Forky. Yeah. I'm hearing the... Muller's looking into Forky. That's, That's all I'm not saying. true. That's all I'm saying. It's not true. And, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just hearing. Uh, you know, you know, Assange went down today. Oh, He's got some Forky's next. What if there was a photo of Forky, Forky. with a long beard being dragged? Forky is in, you know, the Bolivian embassy right now, oh and he God. won't leave. He wants to leave. That's the the interesting hook to Forky. Is that he he doesn't want to be a toy. He like, wants to die. He wants to be yeah. thrown out in the garbage. You think he wants? To, that's like, going to be the plot. He wants to die. Yes. I mean that. Why of am is I alive? Throw yeah. me out. Interesting. I yeah. don't want to have sentience. Why have you cursed me? Okay. Yeah. If that's the actual plot of Toy Story Four, that's that's interesting. That is the plot of Toy Story yeah. Four, mm. my friend. You're not doing the heavy lifting. Mm. Is it though? Put two and two is together, that the plot? Can I tell you what? Or the- is it going to turn into some bullshit about how Woody needs to learn about nope. growing up again or something? Nope. Can I tell you what I believe the plots of Toy Story 4 are on the record? Okay? Yeah. Forky doesn't understand why he's alive. He thinks that it's a burden, right? Existence, mortality. and stuff. Right, right. It's the quintessential millennial storyline. Right. You're singing my song, okay? Woody tasks himself with trying to convince Forky that being a toy is important and is a good life. But in trying to explain it to Forky in a way he is not before, because every character he's interacted with is also a toy, he starts to realize that his uh, existence is kind of meaningless. He exists at the mercy of uh, uncaring gods who will so quickly throw them away. And he's invested his entire life in this belief that being there for a kid is some noble calling. And then he meets Bo Peep, who was discarded by society, some fucking porcelain doll, too fragile to exist in our world, who is like, fuck it. Kids are the past. You just got to live. We're tiny toys in a brutal world that could crush us at any moment. Just fucking live. I don't want to have a kid. And through meeting Bo again, who's been living on her own sure. in this fucking post-retirement empty nest life of just like, I'm done with the rat race. Like, I'm just about me now. And Forky, who's like, I innately don't understand why you would want a kid. I think Toy Story 4 is about Woody realizing he doesn't want to be a toy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. And, and what th- does he want to be instead? I think he wants to be Woody. I think he, like he wants the- to be like a sentient creature who's not tied to an um, owner. Correct. That's a lot yeah. <laughs> to throw at the audience. I, I Wait, can he talk to humans then? He always has had the ability. 
And I... He does talk to Sid. I kind of think he's going to talk to a human in this movie. Oh, oh. shit. Hmm, I don't know. But, but, then, but then what about all the other toys? toys I think I think all the other toys are gonna are gonna stay with Bonnie. I think the film will end with Woody convincing Forky to stay with Bonnie, and Forky will kind of take the Woody role, mm. and Woody will ride the road. Mm. Mm. Woody and um, Bo Peep just living until they break. You gotta live in the moment. You can't be at the mercy of some of some child. Right, right, right. I mean that's this is some new territory. I feel like it's maybe too new. I don't see Disney taking that much of a leap. Exactly. This is my hope. Look, if they're if they're going for that, okay. I see shades of that in the trailer. When people go to the trailer's a mess, it's got 17 different tones in it. I advise you to look to any other Toy Story trailer. All of them are like that. Uh, yeah, look, look. You think about this shit a thousand times more intensely than I do. And <laughs> I probably have, most people I've do. I've gone so deep on this Exactly. Um, I have my beliefs. I see certain things that my beliefs. From them, there are certain things that scare me. Sure. But we will see. But that is my belief, the story they want to tell. If that is the story they're telling, I am so all in. Yeah. (laughs) I have my fears, Mm -hmm. but I found the new trailer encouraging. Okay. The new trailer is fun. It's good. When does it come out? July? June? 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 I think June 15th or something. I'm ready for Tony Hale to have his time in the sun. Tony Hale's going to have his time in the sun. Doesn't Tony Hale have like two Emmys? He's in the sun. They've never given him a chance, David. (laughs) Tony Hale? He's never gotten a shot. Tony Hale's doing great. He's he's doing just fine. He needs four. Let him play first. He has two Emmys. How many Forkies does he have? Yeah. Just the one. Just David's looking it up. uh, It looks like just the one. One one role is Forky. Okay, so let's (laughs) talk about Dumbo. Let's get ready (sighs) to Dumbo. Because here's the thing that's really interesting about Dumbo. It is only kind of a remake. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Because it essentially goes through the plot of the original film, which is only 63 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It condenses it to like 43 minutes, mm-hmm. adds in a bunch of new stuff. And then for the rest of the movie, he's just riffing on what would happen next. Yes. 100%. He is riffing on that. And he's also riffing on his own career. And yeah. through I mean, Dumbo. His own career arc. And yeah. he Disney has in kind of found, yes. because he's always, you know, we've talked a lot through doing these episodes about how his early outsider movies are so locked into that feeling of like alienation. And then perhaps as he gets more and more success, mm. what I have glibly said before is he gets happy, which many people have in the Reddit gone, are you saying he just stopped being depressed? And I don't believe he was ever that depressed and depression isn't that conditional and this and that. And I go, no, I'm not saying it's a depression right, thing. Right. I just think he found his place in life right. and perhaps felt a little less out of place. Mm-hmm. Sure, or others might just say like he did his thing. And he had done his thing. And he got his sort of <laughs> and validation and they gave him the, the box and he could do whatever he wanted with it. They gave right. him the, the op- endless sandbox and the, <laughs> you know, all the paints in the world he could ask for. Uh, but uh, Dumbo is kind of the first time he has made a movie about uh, his career mm-hmm. as a weirdo who then <laughs> like who becomes the studios. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's 100%. reflexive. Yeah. 100%. I, that's what I think. That's when the movie is like fucking humming. It's a little insane that the three of us are on the same page with this, though, because literally everyone else in my life is like, no, it was boring. What, like, there's a bad movie. Right, right. <laughs> I'm surprised by how many people are going like, there's nothing there. This movie has no reason to exist. That's insane. And I'm not going to say this movie completely sticks it. No. I think it is good. I think it's good, I think too. it's good. I, I don't, I'm, well, again, good. I think it's, yeah. he doesn't. Like hit the net, but like he hits the backboard. It's no. still impressive. So I think he hits the net. Damn. So here's my big take I want to throw out. Okay. 
Because I think this movie's good. Mm-hmm. But about halfway through it, I was like, fuck. From the most unlikely of places, <laughs> I see how this movie could be a full-on masterpiece. And we talk a lot about how Tim Burton, not a big fan of plot. No. Right? Mm-hmm. He works better with films that are kind of episodic. Yeah. That are ensemble And this movie has an ensemble. Yes. Works best when it's kind of zooming out. Sure. And when Dumbo is sort of just the audience vantage point for this tapestry of everything going on around him. I mean, I think it's very telling that he does so much like Dumbo POV yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Those, that you those, have so yeah. much elephant vision eye. stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, right, he's like really trying to put you in in the place of this creature being freaked out by Mm -hmm. everyone looking at him, Mm -hmm. going like, when are you going to do the weird thing you do? Right. And and that shift from revulsion to like admiration that I'm sure Tim Burton felt. Right. There was a thing that was circulating around recently that a bunch of people like uh, sent us on Twitter. That was uh, Tim Burton when he was an animator at Disney. After he got his teeth out. Had his wisdom teeth taken out. And then he didn't wipe the blood off of his face and right. he came into <laughs> Disney Studios with his wisdom teeth and carried them around and showed them to everybody. Yeah. And it's like, that's just who that guy is. Sure. And everyone at Disney was like, what the fuck are we going to do with this guy? Right. And then somehow they were like, you want to make a movie about those teeth? And then the movies were giant blockbusters. Right. You know? Yeah. And the exact thing that people used to be like kind of freaked out by. And felt like pity towards him for, mm-hmm. then became like this asset that the studios tried to weaponize, and I think he kind of got lost within that system. Now, maybe this moment of clarity, I went like, "Fuck!" The best version of this movie might be the one that doesn't even attempt to have the conventional Colin Farrell and his kids spine as a through line throughout the movie. Hear me out. Yeah, the kids are the worst don't, part of this don't movie. Don't you take Colin away from me. The, ki- the kids could literally, in one scene, die in a fire, and I'd be like, <laughs> were there kids in the movie? I don't even remember. Ben is shocked. He likes the kids. The kids I are like bad. I like the girl a lot. She sucks. She likes STEM. But she likes science. She doesn't have to be, like, you know, cute and, like, Disney interesting. has successfully pandered to you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, they did. I liked it a lot. It is amazing how they just picked, like, one thing. They were like, well, you know, she likes science. Well, that's the thing they've been picking for, like, every... They keep right. doing it. Right. Wrinkle in Time. Awful. But at least Wrinkle in Time is a movie about math. Yeah. Right. Like, in this, she's in a circus. I would be like, if I'm Colin Farrell, I'm like, listen... You're, right. You don't go to school. You're not yeah. going to be a scientist. Learn other shit. Right. And it's like time for lunch. And she's like, hmm, let me eat my lunch scientifically. It's like, no, it's you better eat your lunch quickly. Yeah. you got to clean an elephant she's cage. She's like, I love chemistry and Marie Curie. And the only thing she that they show is like she has a chemistry shut. She never opens right. it. No. And then she goes and sits in front when of Marie Curie. When she opens it. Their mom died. That's true. And, and, so? and they, they live in poverty. Oh. Let her have science. Well, what's she going to do with it? Also, what is she doing? She experienced the world. <laughs> she trains the fucking elephant using science. No, 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 no. no. She trains the elephant using animal trading and claims exactly. calls it science. It this is. movie has good values for kids, <laughs> and I don't want you to. I agree. Away. I agree, but I think those values are sold through kidding. Dumbo and the adults. Right, I don't think right, the kids right. really. The kids are a little boring. The, this is what the I, kids are a studio note. A hundred percent. Uh, well, it's also a movie for children. Yeah, I mean, right. Dumbo's a child. It's that's, good a, that's the thing. I think they probably <laughs> sure, underestimated how well Dumbo would work as an audience surrogate character. That's a little weird considering that they'd made this film called Dumbo. Yes. Uh, in which there are no children. Right. There's a mouse. Right. But there's no mm-hmm. kids. Okay, so this is my big idea. Yeah. So Dumbo, a film in which all the other animals talk. 
The humans don't really have big roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbo himself is mute. Sure. And he's, You're talking about the original. Film. The original, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And it is another one of those kind of like, he's the ultimate vulnerable, sympathetic creature. You know, he's kind of a cipher of just like, you have to pour your emotions yeah. into him. Yeah. Because uh, he just represents a- anyone's sort of weird quirks and their outsiderdom and their fears of abandonment and all of that. This movie beefs up all the human roles. None of the animals talk. Mm-hmm. I think they were afraid and they were like, we got to make it like a babe thing. Except mm. babe talks and all the other animals Except talk. Except babe rules. Right, but they were like, it's just going to be like the James Cromwell portion of babe. It's about how everyone else reacts to yeah. this magical creature, mm. right? Sure. But Dumbo works so well and the human characters are most interesting when Dumbo is clearly like mirroring some element of them mm-hmm. that I was like, fuck, the version of this movie that I want to see what I think is the perfect live-action Dumbo, which this gets close to, is, like, the fucking Warhorse model. Right. Or the, like, Ohazar Balthazar model, where it's like, I yeah, want... no, that's true. They should have gone into Disney and been like, can we have $170 million for an <laughs> Ohazar Balthazar Dumbo? That's why I would have pitched it as Warhorse. Sure. Mm. Even though I don't think Warhorse totally works. I was about to say, the they'd podcast. be like, mm, Warhorse wasn't exactly burning the house down either. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could do a movie that's not him being passed from owner to owner, But this film already ends up being somewhat episodic and you have different sections focusing on different human characters. When Eva Green comes in, she kind of takes over for like 20 minutes, you know? Sure. You start out with a lot of DeVito. I mean, Keaton has his chunk, whatever. Yeah. I think there's a movie where you just like really firmly stick with Dumbo. I get you. I get what you're saying. You you know, it's like, here's how Dumbo relates to two children who have lost their mother. Here's how Dumbo relates to Colin Farrell, who also has a weird physical like quirk. Yeah. Here's Eva Green, who's also forced to perform. You know, here's like the two sides of like capitalism in like DeVito and uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. You know, you want it to just be the movie where it's like each section of it as Dumbo's career goes on. Each section, he's sort of passed off to another character for like 20 Mm -hmm. minutes. And that's the little they're willing to kind of bank on Dumbo. They're like, he can't talk, so he can't be the main character. But it's like, Dumbo's, this movie's called Dumbo. Dumbo rules in this movie, too. It's yeah. so, such a good character. They've so animated well him so well. Done. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and a weird thing that, like, we talk about, like, why remake these Disney animated films and just make them, like, you know, less colorful, less expressive. The thing I love is that he does make Dumbo really cartoony in a way that makes him very odd in a real-world setting. Because mm-hmm. all the other animals are photorealistic. Yes. And in yeah. the cartoon, when everyone's like, that Dumbo, he's a freak. Right. I'm like, this is a cartoon. Everyone looks weird. Sure. They all have giant eyes. And they all True. talk. Whereas in this, when the other elephants look totally photorealistic, and then Dumbo comes out, and he has, like, Disney eyes on the front of his face. Big and eyes. the ears have, like, such a real, like, yeah. f- weight and sense of physics to them. Yeah. You're like, that is kind of upsetting. I understand why this looks weird. To people and why they would be no, repelled. I don't you disagree? No. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute. It's to me the craziest thing in this movie is that the, is that people make fun of him. I am not saying Aww. that he he's is so fucking not cute. cute. Yeah. No, I know you're not saying but that. But he also looks otherworldly. I guess so, but I I know that it you he has to be bullied by the crowd yeah. because that's yeah. like one of the three story beats right. in Dumbo. <laughs> so it has to happen. He's different. His name is Yeah, I I, is I I picked up on that. I picked up on the fact he's a little bit of an outsider. Our dear baby Jumbo. Yeah. Oh no, what's happening Jumbo to that D? Oh, the D's oh, going. Yeah. Oh boy. I, I can't remember the last time we blew out mics this hard. 
Somehow this is less listenable than our basketball episode. <laughs> it was recorded in an arena yes. as uh, some shitty boys. Yeah, some sh- some sneaky boys. Sneaky boys, not shady boys. Sorry. Uh, uh, so, uh, we're we're yeah. shouting next to us. Yeah. Um, but, but he's so cute. I just like genuinely upsetting when they start making fun of him just because he's like, like look how sad he is. Exactly. He's a little baby elephant. He's a little kid. It's kind of like the moment in Shazam where the bullies beat up the kid with a, yeah. a fucking... Um, uh, what a do you crutch, call it? Crutch? Yeah. Right. Bullies don't beat up kids with crutches. That's insane. <laughs> right. You would go to jail. Like right. also, went, like after they hit him with their with car, car. <laughs> they would <laughs> run away. They'd be like, "Oh my god, we yeah. ran someone yeah. over." They wouldn't be like, ha, "We park there." Yes, <laughs> that's our bit. Yes, <laughs> is that we're bad at parking. Uh, <laughs> but, oh but you know how like in the movie every time they introduce a new human character or they like introduce that character to Dumbo they're like here's your job you gotta figure out how to do this with Dumbo yeah. sure. like Colin Farrell hide those ears right. mm-hmm. or when like Nico Parker herself is like we're gonna use scientific method to Quote figure unquote. out how he flies yeah. Yeah. and then in all those cases they they brush over that process Yeah. and what I right. wanna see is like the 10 to 12 minutes that is just Colin Farrell one on one with Dumbo. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see that too. And mirroring yeah. well, you with just Dumbo. See Colin. Because you realize, like, all these characters have these Dumbo esque qualities. Yeah. Right. And they all go from being kind of freaked out by Dumbo to realizing, like, oh, Dumbo's making me, like, address the things I, I'm too scared to address in myself. Right. My own weird, broken qualities. And it's like, if you do that movie where he's not switching from owner to owner, but he's switching maybe which person is taking the lead on him for that section. And then at the end, it's still everyone comes together to save him. That would be pretty fucking satisfying. I think that is mostly what this movie is. Ah. I think it's close to committing that hard. And I think the problem is anytime it tries to string the more conventional, like the dad can't connect with the kids. Yeah. yeah who, well, like there's too much of that filler stuff. Like it makes everything else kind of land less. Colin well. does a noble job, but it just feels like them going through the motions with all that stuff. Look, I'm in the bag for Colin. I Farrell. know you are. He never connects with his kids, which I really love yeah. about this movie. Yeah. He is haunted as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be a cowboy who yeah. rides his horse. Right. And at the end of the movie, he helps Dumbo and the kids. Right. But I guess he has that one conversation with his daughter on the bench, right? Like, yeah. But there's never, he ne- he's a, he's haunted forever. Well, here's, mm-hmm. here's I a, like that that's yeah. the choice he made where he's like, no, I think I think this guy might not be fully recoverable. I, it's sort of like uh, Casey Affleck in Manchester <laughs> by the series. Like, he can't beat it. I'm not going to beat this thing. <laughs> he, he lost an army, lost his wife. Yeah. He saw the war. <laughs> but, but I'll say this. It's like on the same kind of note, okay? And I understand why, like, obvious Disney don't note you do this. Yeah. Don't you think the movie's kind of better? If Colin Farrell isn't the father of those children, uh, yeah, I, I, if, I if don't. He doesn't need to be their parent. Two yeah. separate satellites. It's, Why can't they just be kids? Right. Like two any kids, circus would just have some random weird child labor, right? <laughs> like, like random orphans they kind of picked That's up. That's the thing you know? I was going to say. Yeah. If it's still the yeah. premise of it's two kids and their parents died and now they're just adopted by the circus yeah. and they're kind of like, and you just isn't don't the have whole to deal idea with of the it, circus yeah. is like a weird makeshift family, right. you know. They were like, uh, Nutcracker and the Four Realms flop. What can we say from that? And they were like, take the girl. Oh, sure. she, is she in the Four Realms? No, but the character's like literally the same. The same. She loves science and her mom gave her a thing where oh, later she's like, so oh, it was four, in me all along. They must have added that because you, you know the story of that movie, right? Four Realms having two directors? No, I mean, I, mean, I was initially going to make it, but it was just going to be three realms. And they added a fourth <laughs> realm. So I, I guess, I guess, you know that. We've talked about this. 
What, that it was originally going to be three realms and they added a four? <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember this. This is like a whole bit we did on the Star Wars Board episode. Yeah, I guess I remember. <laughs> you idiot. It's one of the greatest bits <laughs> in the history of Blank Check. Really? Yeah. Weigh in and uh, let us know. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so they must have added the stem yeah. stuff later. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but it's kind of beautiful when this movie starts. <laughs> I was trying Fucking to like sip. dramatically it's sip, but yeah. I'm sort of out of liquid. It is beautiful when this movie starts and it's like, no, he's doing the opposite thing of, of what everyone else is doing when remaking uh, a Disney uh, animated classic. He's making it arguably more cartoony. Like this movie yeah. is so colorful. And well, his use of CGI has always been so weird where he like really doesn't weird. use it in the way that anybody else uses yes. it. He's just like, I'm going to make this look as less real as possible. And look, right. I, do I prefer Practical Burton? Of course. Sure. But I think this is the best he's used CGI mm-hmm. in the last 10 years because pointedly they shot this whole movie on sound stages. Mm-hmm. They planted grass. They built physical sets. The stuff that CGI is the sky. Right. The whole, um, Michael, what's it called? Dream world or dreamland? We we were just, (laughs) which one is it? Dream world. Dream world. Um, You know, that's a real set. Dreamland, I think. Yeah. No, it's dream world according to. Well, no. I thought it was dreamland. You know what? Wikipedia has both. Well, (laughs) in the description. Yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell was talking in that interview he gave about like walking around the set and how insane it was. You know, yeah, yeah, they built it. Right. This movie cost $170 million. Yeah, they spent the money for this. People on Reddit saying like, how did it cost this much? And it's like, there's so much money in this movie. Yeah. Even things like when they have that weird like World's Fair exhibit of Mm -hmm. like the family of tomorrow. And it's all the automated robots in, like, the living room. Right, 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 and I'm just right, like, right. that's a very expensive thing for two shots. Right. Mm-hmm. For like, essentially an in-joke. All yeah. out. How come we don't have that technology? Ugh. Like, the family of tomorrow technology? Like, oh, yeah. Where like, they got Rube Goldberg <laughs> toast machines and stuff. <laughs> well, I like, want that. I mean, that's just yeah, the like toaster. The, why aren't we the Jetsons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to wake up and I want, like, eggs to fly over my head and land on a plate. Do you? <laughs> Folks know uh, Simone Gertz. You must know Simone Gertz, who rules. Yeah, is from Simone. Sweden. Is that correct? Simone She's Gertz, a YouTuber, uh-huh. and she, she makes does robots. Right, so she makes robots that are the kind of things that like the Jetsons promised us, where it's like a toothbrushing robot yeah. or like a hair washing robot, and they just don't work. Uh-huh. But the videos are beautiful because she just deadpans doing <laughs> a daily task. While like a breakfast machine fucks everything up. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. It's just those machines without precision. Um, but but I loved like that in the movie. And it's sure. just like, it's clear like, you know, the bad side of late Burton is just like, they'll offer him anything. So he'll sign up to do a movie because he's like, I don't know, they'll let me do like five shots that I think are funny. Right. <laughs> but he did find the, the kind of in here. Um, and he even said uh, he did one of those like Vanity Fair like breakdown anatomy of a scene or whatever yeah. videos mm-hmm. with him and uh, my my girl Colleen Atwood. Yep. And he C-A. was saying I have done movies that are all CGI and I hate it. It's really difficult and I don't think they turn out well. Mm. Tim. Yeah. Stop. You don't have to. <laughs> well, that's why I think he's like I'm getting out of that. And he was like, it's like impossible. You can't like line up a shot. You have no focal point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so for this, I was like, we got to make as much of this practical as possible. So the sky is CGI. Right, right. Then the Dumbo CGI, obviously, in those yeah. elements. But like the sets are really real. And we built yeah. like these massive dome sets. I don't hate it. I don't either. Uh, and uh, 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 the this opening of the film is very colorful. Mm-hmm. Another weird thing, as you said, his use of CGI has been used to like, Smooth out people's faces. Smooth out everything. And desaturate everything to such an insane degree. It's all blurry. 
all blurry, all gauzy, mm-hmm. all like nearly black and white. Yeah. You know, with maybe a couple purples sneaking through. Right. And in this movie, you're like, it still looks weird. It's still blurry, but the colors are there. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty rich, vibrant movie. It's a vibey. And it's it's, it's vibing. It's Dream got World different popping off. aesthetics. That's another thing I like about totally. it is that like the different areas mm-hmm. you go to have different styles. I I agree. You've got the you know what's it where where Missouri is it again? Uh, Joplin, Missouri. Yes. <laughs> right. Very you know sort of. Uh, Norman Rockwell, you know, bright orange fields and, and the all sun-faded that. paintings yeah, on exactly. the sort of chipping wood. Yeah. Carnival, baby. Old right. trains um, are fun. I like the implication. <laughs> old train. Love an old train. I love, love that an opening. opening train. Yes, Just me too. Just the Casey <laughs> Jr. with playing the song and doing the like montage and of I like the, all yeah. the like uh, the multiple travel the montages yes. of the acts yes. on yeah. the sides. That's such it. a great and, setup. And the implication that DeVito's been playing okay, two guys. I need to talk about this. He's playing two guys. Insanity though, because they like they like imply it as you're saying, yeah. and then Michael Keaton at one point is like, "You've been doing this because you've always wanted a brother," right. and then they never bring it back. No. I, like, I wish never they address it. had even more of that. Yeah, yes, I, I want, agree with I you. want that. Like, I want text. a Padme. Yes, you know, yeah. Amidala switcheroo where halfway through you realize now there's only yeah, one. Yeah, where's the yeah. Sabe in well, this and, equation? And here's the thing. Like, it's thank not, you for laughing. Right. It's not like <laughs> I need that got? to be like a big plot point. Sure. But in the movie that's more about, which is when this movie works, it's doing this. But the movie that's even more about just these humans relating to Dumbo and reflecting mm-hmm. to them. I kind of want Dane DeVito to have a scene where he emotionally opens up to Dumbo. Right. He's like, yeah. we all got an act, kid. We're all lying. We're all he's pretending we're something so we're good. not. He's so committed. I got to tell you the truth. It would have been incredible. Movie. Yeah. He is so in the pocket in this it's film. So yes. It's incredible how locked in he is in this film. He's- it's a little sad that he kind of disappears, at the, you know, in the last yeah. half. Yeah, because even he, though that's sort of the idea is he's yeah. been like subsumed, right? But uh, I could watch. I like where the movie goes. I yeah. like all the insane Tim Burton talking about how Alison Wonder- yeah. Wonderland ruined his life. <laughs> yes. Um. But uh, if it was mostly just set in Joplin and set in this little circus, yeah, and it was just like Devito and like a family trying to like pull themselves back together, yeah. I might enjoy that too. Devita could have done it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would need to be like 80 minutes long. It would need to be like very short. I just feel like uh, DeVito, uh, you know, especially like uh, post Always Sunny has become like mostly just a a comedic figure of anarchy. 100%. He's become (laughs) troll foot guy. Right. And it's nice to see someone give DeVito like a chance to play emotions again in a role he could have phoned in. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. We, we've all seen all those interviews he's been doing where he's like, I called up Tim and I said, I got to be in It's Dumbo. really sweet. I got to be part yeah. of this thing because I, I I believe you got to find your feather. It's his, And he goes on his whole like yeah. existential speech about like, we all got our feather. It's his first film in three years that's not like a voice performance. What um, was the last one before this? In 2016, he's in uh, the Todd Salons movie, Wiener Dog. Right. Say. And he had a small role in the Taylor Hackford masterpiece, The Comedian. Ooh. I believe he plays Robert De Niro's brother. Uh, I think you're right. I've seen that movie and reviewed it. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. He's married to Patty Lupone. Who's I in believe, that movie? Right, Robert. Who's De the like the mother, uh, the sister-in-law? Who's always like, yeah. "Why you gotta be a comedian, huh?" Yeah, yeah, pain in the ass is what you are. You ever try not telling jokes for once? Yeah, gee, geez, you're always getting on stage and taking a microphone in your hand and telling jokes into it. What's that about? The comedian, of course, which is uh, about to be remade as the Joker. <laughs> Basically. Uh, what if it turns out Todd Phillips the Joker is like this exact same script as Taylor Hackford's The Comedian <laughs> except with face paint? 
Uh, having seen the comedian, which uh, ends with him, well, includes a scene where he kills Clarice Leachman's character through laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes goes viral by doing like a pooping rap at an old person's home, and then has an affair with Leslie Mann. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be good. <sighs> Nothing more criminal than that film. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But yes, there's only chunk. I mean, there is that kind of nice haunted Colin introduction of him getting off the train, the kids waiting for him, seeing him running towards him and then slowing down as they get closer mm-hmm. to the missing arm. Right. He does make this very bold choice to be uh, just a guy who's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I do think, I know you love Colin. I know he's your he's favorite. So get the fuck out. Are you going to criticize him? I'm not. I'm going to say a thing that I think you're going to be hard pressed to disagree with. Even if it starts to sound like a criticism, I think you're going to... Oh, David's doing such a grouchy <laughs> face. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to disagree with this, okay? Go on. Colin Farrell. Oh, God, the face is so grouchy. It's like a real picture, sour lemon face. Yeah, it's amazing. Whew. Colin Farrell... <laughs> CF. ...is exponentially better mm. as a leading man when the budget is below $20 million. Of course. Yeah. Or... In a bigger budget thing, playing a supporting character. Here's the mm-hmm. reason for that. Yep. I mean, in my opinion, the main yep. reason for that is that Colin is always going to be a fifth choice mm-hmm. for a, a huge blockbuster. <laughs> for this type of film. Exactly. Yeah. As right. he was here. Yeah. Um, Who that's were they trying to get? Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck would have been weird. Will Smith, yeah. but Casey Affleck, Bill Hader uh, was someone they really wanted. Wow. Chris Pine. Okay. And then eventually we get around to Farrell, and Farrell took the role. Farrell doesn't do a lot of these movies no, anymore. No. And said he basically just took the role because he wanted to work with Tim Burton, which is, right. I feel like, still the case for a lot of people who work with Tim Burton. Now, the hater one is interesting because this is the other part of my uh, calculation. I mean, hater bringing Barry energy, like yeah. bringing Haunted, might be good. I mean, look, he he is truly one of our finest actors. I've contended for a long time. Bill Hader is probably Hader. one of the 10 best actors alive. Okay. I, I truly believe that. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's great. Yes. And I think he's certainly shown that he can do mm-hmm. a lot more. It would have been interesting to see him in this. I think the other thing is yeah. Tim Burton leading men, when you have your sort of generic yeah. leading yeah, man yeah, yeah, character, yeah. Yeah. they tend to fall into the background unless they're played by a comedian or I someone with a think, strong comedic background. Yeah. yeah. But also like Colin Farrell. I mean, this is such a haunted role. Like, He's also just. Like normally, he's, he's like wrong. not interesting to look at. That's fucking like insane. he should have like That's the crazy. lobster mustache or glasses. Like this he was should my be doing something insane. Too. No, I was like, he's bullshit. so handsome, and she was like, he's so handsome. It's a little boring unless he mussies himself. Up. I'm furious. I'm not saying I agree with this. <laughs> I really like your girlfriend, but I'm pissed off at her right now. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree Jesus with this. Christ. But it made me go, hmm. Mm-mm. It's yeah, Mm-mm. like something weird should be occurring. Yes. like Jude Law, like Dom Hemingway. Interesting that movie. Whatever. He blows oh, uh, chunks uh, all over the screen. But he's like way more interesting as no, a leading man in it because he looks like a fucking insano. And, Ju- and Jude Law, our friend Joe Reed was love, love Jude Law. Jude Law weirdly gets hotter when his hair starts yeah. going. Jude Law has figured it out, and I appreciate that. I yes. love Jude Law. I'm I'm happy that he is in this new zone he's in. Sure. I, uh, I do think there's a thing with Colin that he is so perfect looking. Yeah. Like he has such a. I mean, I, like, that's great. I don't agree with you at all. I think uh, Colin David just really showed us the picture of, of Colin Farrell in the clown makeup. 
he's has the face of someone who's been through a lot of shit, which he has. Yeah. He's got a really worn, yeah. leathery quality to him, and it's yeah. why I love but him. Like, One of the many reasons. Fine, delicate. He's well, a handsome boy. I mean, there's worn, no question. Like, it looks better on, like, a Mendelssohn face. Like, I, there's already interesting shit going on there. Get out of here. No, we're going to tell Karen to get out of here for finding Ben Mendelssohn more attractive than Colin Farrell. <laughs> Stop dissing it's not so a diss. I still so love good. him. I just think God. in a role like this, mm-hmm. he works better. And it's the same thing. It is nowhere near as disastrous. Mm. But you look at like Asia Butterfield and you're <sighs> like. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Okay. Who knows? Asa Basa Butterfield. Asa Basa. I think it's Asa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're like, oh God, this film needs someone who is funny playing this mm-hmm. part. Mm. Because he tends to not know how to connect to. Colin's so funny. Like, but, not but in this, but like, you know, he's the, very, very funny that's actor. That's the thing. Yeah. I right. agree with you. I think he's like, being like the, the Madonna movies. You know, like, he's very good at the sort of like live wire stuff. Right. And, and then also the Lanthimos movies. Agreed. He's very good at the yeah. weird sort of sad sack humor. And he's the best part of Horrible Bosses. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's very he is. That's good right. at comedy. Of course, the greatest comedic performance of the 2000s, Bullseye. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. There's something going on in that movie. I would have nominated him for best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah I love him as Bullseye. I uh, mean, that movie is uh, horrifying, but yeah. But, but he is a guy who, like, unlike someone like Hater, who even when playing someone like Barry, who is very haunted, has an innate comic energy to him yeah. that you can't knock out of him. Right. Whereas Colin Farrell is capable of going just totally straight yeah. or being totally sinister or totally romantic. I think sometimes he feels a little bored by like, yeah, I think you think of him, um, what's it called? Total recall. Yes. You know, where it's, I mean, that movie's worse than this movie, right. but uh, you know, where he's just sort of like, what am I doing here? And he is a haunted guy. So haunted. He's best when people let him play that. And he's mm. also one of these guys. That we, <laughs> we talk about a lot in this podcast. A lot of our favorite actors yeah. who are like incredibly handsome men who are sort of mistaken for leading men, but are really character actors. He's got that. He's got that going on. No question. Yeah. Right. Colin's, Big time in that category. Right. And it is. Well, except he's a great leading man. But is he a scumbum? He certainly can be. I don't know if I'd classify him no, as a scumbum. No, he for sure He is. can be scummy. Are you kidding me? Have you seen like uh, True Detective season two? I have. Hello. <gasps> yeah, I know. Rouge is pretty scummy. But then he I guess. murdered a child. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's right. true, but I don't Welcome, good. Colin, to scumbumery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to murder a priest and he accidentally murdered a child. Right. Which is, in my opinion, that, a little scummy. It, I think that's scummy technically, but that's not like when you say scummy, that's not I, like the I, image. I, I get what you're saying, right? Yeah. Aesthetically, he's yes. perhaps less scummy. I, but I'm saying, like, you look at this performance. Dom Hemingway is scummy. We're, we're bringing it back to Dom Hemingway? <laughs> look, I haven't even seen the movie, but the guy looks good on the poster. Yeah, he looks great. He looks great. Richard E. Grant's wearing, like, Hunter S. Thompson glasses. It's oh. great. It's perfect. There he is. I mean, yeah. he's certainly, I mean, Don he Hemingway like is gum. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the movie. The movie yeah. is just him being like, blah, 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 yeah, like literally. Colin Farrell's choices to play the emotional integrity of this character, right? which is surprising. Well, but like everyone else in this movie is silly. Agree. Everyone else. And he's being handed a character who is a, a armless war veteran whose wife died. Yeah. So you think he should be coming in and being like, "Hey, kids, my bit is hot dogs. No, I love them." And he's like he throwing hot dogs. Mustache. It just adds That's it why. without. He needed having something. To... Yes. He needed a he little mustache. <laughs> kinda. I think it'll make a huge. This is difference. how Karen eventually, like twenty years from now, is like running a studio, <laughs> and like some directors, like, "You want me to give him a mustache?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll give you a green light if he's got a funny mustache." Twentieth century Han. You... 
Karen right. And like, then like 20 years later, the guy's giving an interview to a journalist. She's like, Karen Han just wanted a mustache on him for some reason. Like, that cost us a hundred million. Karen is also like Agent Smith in the Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> where she starts to infect everyone around her with her viewpoints. Yeah, that's true. Oh she God. hits your chest and you're like, I guess I do want more craggle. I love Colin face. Farrell. I will defend him to the death. So I'm just saying, as opposed to Keaton, who mm-hmm. makes Keaton. one stunning ah, choice Keaton. in this movie, which is these movies always have this guy mm-hmm. who is presented as benevolent mm-hmm. and then you realize at the end was actually evil all along. Sure, and you know sure. from the moment the character's introduced that he has no narrative function other than to turn out to be evil. Right. He's just money. He's yeah. like, right. I'm a man of, who is made of money. He's big right. right. He's just walking money. Yes, right. I mean, and there's always that section where they're trying to like fake you out that never works and it feels like a waste of time. It does. And Michael Keaton's... He's like, let's skip all that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Let's he just jump to like, the end. What if I'm yes. evil incarnate? <laughs> What if my take on this character is when he's pretending to be the nice guy, he cannot pull it off. Right, exactly. Everything he does is terrifying, mm-hmm. yes. which is incredible. And it works with the thing that Burton's locked into in this movie, which is yeah. just like, no, it's just like these are like vampires in show business who just like suck people dry and throw them out. Right. And then like yell at them for not having enough blood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's so good. He's so good. He's, he's amazing in this insane. movie. Um, in that uh, like anatomy of a scene thing on Vandy Fair, uh, Atwood and Burton said something. Vandy Fair, Vanderveer, V A Vanderveer. I love the triple V's. Yeah, of course. I love that's not Vandermeer, that it's Vanderveer. The alliteration is good. So good. And Max then he's Medici. Vav. Great. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we were talking about how weird it is that uh, uh, Keaton is not in much of Batman Returns. Sure. Which we were like, it's a bold storytelling mm-hmm. choice. Right. As someone who has worked on a superhero TV show, I'm surprised that I didn't put together until they sort of said this in this video. I think he was like, hey, I hate wearing that fucking costume. Right. We're cutting my screen time down (laughs) to like not. Because they were like, yeah, we like, you know, this is our first time working with Michael since like Batman. Uh, Sure. Right. Like more than 25 years. Yeah. Right. And he was like, you know, it was like kind of trying in our relationship. That Michael was so uncomfortable in the costume. Mm. So when he signed on for this, he had like extensive costume notes that were all about comfort. Wow. So even the things like him having the sort of uh, the ascot. Right, was, right. He was like, I don't want to wear a tie. Ties make me uncomfortable. Wow. Jesus, Michael. He's like wearing like like loafers the whole film. Two years Wait, back in this... the spotlight and he's giving <laughs> costume notes. Well, yeah. he said this in an interview too. He was talking about the wig. He was like, I hate wearing wigs. Right. I hate I being in the makeup chair. I don't yeah. want to do it. And then like, he was the one who, when he was talking to Tim, he was like, should Shit, I have I'm, a wig? Right, I know what this like, guy's yes. hair is, right? Yeah. But yeah. also a beautiful choice to make it a character who wears a shitty wig. Right. So, like, the wig never even attempts to look real. It looks great. Right, the longer the movie goes on, they, without ever making it a total gag, yeah. just, like, make it more like it and more skewed. it never flies skew. off. It's right. just weird. right. I'm just looking at him right now. I mean, you you have a movie that is constructed so that the villain is going to bring about his own demise by like ridiculously like setting the whole place on fire, right? Right. And like that is nominally like that's I mean that's just stupid. Why would he do that? But Keaton has done such a good job playing himself as basically like a ball of lightning as a person, business Beetlejuice, business Beetlejuice. Uh, as Karen said, like that you're like, yeah, he probably would just like throw the switches, even though everyone's like, don't do that, yeah. you know, because he's uh not of this world. Because he feels satanic yes, in this yes, movie. Yes, right. yes, he is Mephisto. I would watch an That's entire movie of yeah. just this character. 
A hundred percent. I would watch a whole movie of this guy trying to like take over Wall Street, yeah. doing it, yeah. and then causing the Great Depression. Because you text <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I watch yeah. that movie. Yeah. Where he comes in, teaches them things, and everything goes up, and then it all crashes down, yeah. and he like jumps out of a window. Yeah. And I mean that's yeah. that sounds uh, glorious. Exactly. Yeah. I was very surprised he didn't. It wasn't and Michael Keaton. Uh, is it Anne DeVito? There's no and, and this feels right. like a movie that's begging for an and, and yeah. he really is the shiny and part because it takes a while for him to enter. Do you think it's an but and competition so where I, it's like DeVito, Arkin, and him are all potential ands on any project? That's my bet. So they were like, so they were like, forget it, no <laughs> and. Right, I think right. so. Yeah. Instead, he's second bill. I know, which is kind of surprising. But he is kind of a bigger deal than oh, yeah. DeVito or He's a bigger Green star, these days. But DeVito yeah. really is kind of the second lead of this movie. I mm. would agree. He arguably might have the same amount of screen time as Colin Farrell. He also has a, a better... He's more compelling. Yeah, he's so good he's in so this. Good. Yeah. I just like how sort of uh, innately this guy, while being kind of a rapscallion, believes in like the magic of the circus. Like, w- 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 weirdly, one of those performances where I'm watching it, I'm like... Danny DeVito like should be a romantic lead. He's pretty romantic in this. Yeah, he's very romantic. You're right. He doesn't really have like a that that arc. Yeah, no, uh, um, a lady or a or a man. But like he should. So talking about the self commentary Burton thing, right? I feel like the DeVito character he is using to sort of express a a Roger Corman esque <laughs> you know yes yeah, it's kind of remember when we all right we're kind of like you know everything was falling apart all the time but we were all in it together and then we right. crash yeah. and there these were guys, monkeys in the drawers right. but who cares but also that Corman thing of like he was a businessman and right. he was ruthless and it was all about the numbers but there was weirdly some heart in it yeah like, and he yeah, kind of like, loved us all yeah, yeah. Right. right he loved his weirdos and he was like I want you to do better than me and like right. find a path mm-hmm. out of here and it's like the stuff that Burton grew up loving is like this genuine trash. Right. Trash that wasn't <laughs> crassly designed, right. that had some heart in it, that was made by this kind of circus energy of, you know, the outskirts of show business where it's like people coming together and going to a haunted mansion and yeah, it's very gluing some shit to someone's face sure. and trying to make a monster movie in right. five days. Yeah. And then Keaton kind of represents Walt Disney. Yes. Oh, for sure Not he kind represents. Of. Yeah, he right. 100%, 100% is Disney. The only reason I want to say he represents only kind of Walt Disney is because he represents half Walt Disney and half the 2019 Walt Disney Company. Exactly. Because well, yes. so much of his hostile takeover of the Medici Brothers Circus feels like the Fox takeover That's literally what right that now. Is. Yeah, yeah. with everyone else like, getting kicked we out. We love the history of Fox. We love it. By the way, we're only going to make two Fox films a year and all right. of you were fired. You, yeah. you, this is your office right here for all of Fox and that's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell no, you no, when. By the way, you have to fire everyone. Right, yes. right. That whole thing. On that deal, does Murdoch, it was just like a one time he, he got all that money? Correct. Yeah. He so, sold the studio, the film studio. Right. But it's essentially, though, Disney gave like that guy, his so family, much so much money. money. Yeah. I never really connect that dot right. until uh, really like thinking about it now. But mm-hmm. sorry to. No, no, I'll I mean, they this. gave him yes. the money that he would have made I over the I next know, several but it's years. Just, what right. an evil motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> R- RMs? Yeah. 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 And it's one of those things, too, where you're like, well, okay, so like you give him the money. Now he doesn't have as much influence over art. So that's maybe better for society, but you're also making him richer. But he also still has control over Fox News and News Corp, the stuff that he can use to cause his most damage. He recently fell down and almost died because he's 
very old. Right. And I think that was part of that thing of like, it, enough. Like, let's and, get and rid of all this. And his sons who are his sons being are fighting over, over are just mm. like, we don't want to run all of this stuff. Right. They're like, Fox News is his thing that he fucking wants and mm. won't let us drop. Well, and one, then the couple things no, were one of the sons wants Fox News. And the oh, other and one the other was one like, let's get rid of it. Right. There's one liberal and, son. J- right. Yeah. James was supposed to join Disney and didn't. Yes, because it turned out Disney were kind of like, eh. like it, it's all the times had a whole. Anyway, get is, back to no, your metaphor. No, I do want to say this though, not to like open up a whole can of worms, <laughs> but obviously the last couple of years there's been a lot of conversation about like who are you supporting by paying your tickets for this thing, and should yeah. these artists work with these people and this and that, and it is very weird how just like uh, 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 20th Century Fox News Corp like never came into question of like. Should you be making movies for Fox sure. that are ostensibly funding Fox, Fox News? Mm. Yeah, but they weren't really. They were very. They were divided companies no. always. No, and I'm yeah. not saying that like. But yeah, you it know, I mean, that one to one. It's just weird that that involve evil. That that <laughs> never really happened. There was the one moment where Fox yeah. News started sort of like there was there was a call to violence, and then like a couple Fox TV like people were like, right, like a few people. They were, were like, sort of I'm like, going to yeah. end my overall deal when it and naturally expires four years from now. Uh, right. that, I think that was, Feig did the same thing, which now he's just left Fox totally. He left, yeah, right. But a lot of them were like, "I will he leave as soon as my deal is done." For him. Yes, yeah. Uh, it is. It is just a, a weird. Uh, it's a weird thing. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. Like, right? It, it's uh, you know, uh, Via Vanderveer is maybe like the Walt Disney Corporation as run by Rupert Murdoch. Like he's maybe closer to Murdoch in sure, temperament but he's and got personality. A bit of a Disney look, yeah. you know, sure. and it's sort of just that idea of like he the way he enters from the car. Yeah. Right. That he it's like wow, this like Magic man, and like, then he keeps there's selling. There's nothing like him, right? He's like yeah. evil Wonka, and Dr- right. yeah, yeah, right. Made yes. me yes. a child again. Like right. how sinister so everything. Good. Where you're like, wait yeah. a second, aren't you an adult? Like, yeah. why are you talking like this? Why do you a, want like, a dream world? Like all the words, sort of questions that come up from that. Weird right? borderline lisp, and then yes. he, uh, like very weird affectations when he's talking. Very weird affectations, and and the notion that so much of it is like a persona he's creating mm-hmm. to like sell the sort of like the whole company line yeah. of wonder. Uh, uh, but then the others I mean it reminds me a little bit of like when Michael Eisner tried to make himself Uncle Walt and would like introduce (laughs) all the things he was like nothing's more magical to me than Tinkerbell and it just never like he had such a a heavy (laughs) hand he was a studio guy right Yeah. not all of us can be yeah Reggie Uh, remember when Tom Hanks played Walt Disney in a movie I think he was really good in that movie it's a weird movie it's a weird movie he's about to be Mr. Rogers too that's fine and I mean, he's just not Colonel Disney. Tom Parker. Yeah. Uh, he's got that energy. Disney wasn't like that. No, he no. wasn't. Yeah. No. Um, Disney was like a chain smoking maniac yeah. who was like, draw faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to build a city under the ground. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Have we already talked about whether we think his head has been cryogenically frozen? It's just out there. That's somewhere? made up, right? Isn't that well, made up? I yeah, can, I but think like, it has. Why would you cryogenically freeze a head? Can I throw out my hottest take? Because at that time, people didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Here's my oh, hottest whereas take. Whereas now, they're like, <laughs> yeah, it'll work. Barbara Streisand has cloned dogs. It's fine. I think he did it. And after 15 years, they were like, this thing's like rotting. Let's just like throw Ooh-hoo. it out. I, th- I think they tried it and it didn't yeah. work at all. And they just gave up on it. The, this rumor began in a print article in EC Paris. Mm-hmm. 
that has been largely distributed to Disney executives who hated Walt Disney trying to humiliate him. <laughs> Ooh la la. Um, and uh, his daughter was like, I don't think my me. dad knew what cryonics were <laughs> when he died. <laughs> like, she wasn't even like, this is ridiculous. No, he would never do that. And it would definitely never be in like a chamber in Orlando. <laughs> like, she was just like, I, what? <laughs> like, How great would it be, though, if like he played it really close to the vest and like Ooh. eight years from now when Bob Iger steps down, yeah. he's like, I'm very proud to announce my successor, Mechalwalt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it's like he's like a Zordon, where like his head's in a tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And he's like Disney's IP portfolio <laughs> is stronger than ever. <laughs> you have to explain to him like what Spider Man is. <laughs> now the other thing I think is really interesting. Oh, you have to show him the new like Mickey Mouse animated weird comics too. Anyway. Oh yeah, I think those are good. No, they're really good. Yeah, I'm thinking something. They're that. new Mickey Mouse cartoons that are actually. Funny. They're really cool. Like, you watch bizarre. them and you're like, oh, right. This used to be like a comedic character who had a personality. That's the yeah. thing people forget about Mickey Mouse. Yeah. He, he wasn't uh, introduced as a mascot. It was a cartoon about a funny yeah. mouse. Yeah. Here's what's crazy. They have these new cartoons that have this very weird specific art style. Mm -hmm. It's like Adventure Time, but mean. Yes. And Mickey is kind of a little stinker. Yep. Like the way Disney had like sanded off all of his personality because they were like, he just needs to sell beach towels. Right, right. Now there are things where he like is like petty. Yeah. And he like yeah. tries to trick Donald. Yeah. He gets like angry at Goofy. I feel like that's right. That when we, once we were kids, yeah. he just didn't have a personality. That was, was sort a of the problem. He's just an image. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. He was just boring. And now he's like, Donald, I swear to God. <laughs> Are you auditioning to be the new Mickey? Maybe. It's like, it's Chris Damiantopoulos or whatever oh, sure. his name is. Yeah. Man yeah, of a Thousand yeah, yeah. Voices. Uh, uh, what I want to say is the other shading to the Michael Keaton character, which gets to the other main live action performance we have to talk about here, is the weird implication that he has never had sex with Eva Green, but wants everyone to think he has. Right. Yeah. Right. And and by choice is not interested in her sexually, sure. yeah. but wants to perpetuate the notion mm -hmm. that they are lovers. I yeah. didn't read that. You I just thought, that I thought it meant that he just has multiple like mistresses. But she says to him, because Colin Farrell's like, it must be nice to be a boyfriend. She's like, that's we are not that at all. Yeah. He just, I'm, I'm just a I'm she's just like, like I'm a one ring of his girlfriends. I that's how I assume. She said I'm I'm one of like the rings, the jewels he wears to reflect sure. light back onto him. Sure. Right. Which I took as she's like a trophy and armor. Here's girl. the right, thing. But I think the full the full extent of that relationship is the trophy. Here's the thing we can all agree on. Because you get on. the sense that once they're out of public, they just like go completely separate. And here's the thing we can all no, agree I didn't on. Think that kids love this stuff, what we're talking about right now. <laughs> when kids are watching the movie, they're like, yeah, what is going on here? That ring line is really evocative, right? But that's where like the weird Burton stuff comes in. Yeah. And it's the other thing that like now it's crystallized to me what's kind cool about Eva Green in these Burton films and like Peregrine suffers from not having her for most of the movie yeah Dark Shadows I was in a very bad mood when we recorded the episode and I wish I had defended her performance a little more I don't think any of us were mean to her though we were all just sort of like yeah she's doing an Eva Green tough. thing right. yeah that character sucks yeah agreed but yeah. I think she's a lot of fun in that movie she's great she's, that character sucks she's yeah. a great screen presence she's I, wonderful I, I, I highly enjoy her I wish she was not in the zone she's in where she just oh, yeah. doesn't get to do anything good agreed uh, I do she's think good in this in she this, did Casino Royale and then it was just I mean, she's that. incredible that's one of the great <sighs> performances yeah she's yes. amazing it's unbelievable yeah um, in this what I found really interesting is after two Burton films where he cast her as 
some variations on a witch. Yep. Mm-hmm. In this, she does not play a witch. Interesting. And it reminds me a little bit <laughs> of your beloved uh, Christoph Waltz in Alita Battle Angel. Are <gasps> ah, we getting into Alita talk? Right? I think she's got a similar thing going on in this because there is something innately weird and menacing about Eva Green. Right, right, And she has this weaponized sexuality. She always makes sexuality scary, which I like that because she does that. She doesn't have a rocket hammer, though. She doesn't. Mm. I like that because she does that, she is maybe the only actor in the Burton canon outside of Pfeiffer as Catwoman to successfully smuggle sexuality into a Tim Burton We don't think DeVito Penguin... Was I mean, there? he fucks. <laughs> he cries. Yeah. <laughs> I love boobies. Yeah. But That's I, what he's like in that Right. Movie. I yeah, just like this movie revealing her as like, at the start, you're just like, oh, this is some weird, like, gothic ice queen character. Mm-hmm. This, like, unapproachable arm's yeah. length. And then you get to the back hallways and she, like, shows up in her, like, weird gym workout harness. <laughs> Like her gothic I harness. Love that. Right. And she's like, look, I'm a performer. We're all just like doing our bits. They want me to ride the elephant? I'll ride the elephant. Right. We yeah. don't have any relationship. Right. I'm just some street performer from Paris. Like, let's get down to work. I love that scene. I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie. I is, think she's really the, good in the, this. The Dumbo training scene that they're doing with the net. Right. And I Karen's making her face. I like her weird, scene. uncomfortable kindness in this movie. Yes. That she is a, a fully decent character who isn't super adept at expressing I kindness. Think it's flirty. That thing where Colin's like, oh, you're not all dolled up anymore. And she's like, hmm, fuck you. And there's a lot <laughs> of sparks like, flying. Well, we know you you just love bossy girls. Ooh. Karen's got my number. Oh. She's right. Ring-a-ding-ding. I love a bossy girl. Yeah, bossy round face. That's that's bossy my round type. face. That's that's the thing. My, bossy round face. It's a thing my friend said to me many years ago when I was in a theater with her, and there was a trailer for I think Short Term Twelve, one of the Brie mm-hmm. Larson uh-huh. movies, the earlier. Yeah, movie. and I was like, I have a crush on her. And she was like, yeah, well, she's got she's got the round face. And I was like, what? And she was like, you always like bossy round faces. <laughs> I know everyone else has already memed this some weeks back. Okay. But God, what an incredible fucking casting job on that movie. Yeah. Wait, on which movie? Short, Short Term 12. Oh, of course. I rewatched also, it. that movie's just good. It's incredible. That movie, movie still rules. Incredible. So yeah. fucking I want to point out that uh, I had Caitlin Dever and Keith Stanfield on my Oscar ballot. Same that here. Year. Same here. I, I had, great. and I had yeah. Brie Larson. I had three yeah. of the oh, four Brie, acting Brie's my winner. Yeah. Ooh. I think Lakeith was my winner that year. He might be. Let me, let's, yeah. let's look at the old spreadsheet for yeah. Davey. <laughs> This is my new favorite segment. I think I lost my rich text doc because it was back on my Windows <laughs> days. Anyway, yeah. my point is I thought I love Ava Green. I think she's boring in this movie and I also think that that scene with Colin is boring. Their flirtation is dumb rules. and I didn't like it. I liked it, but I also admit I might just be in the bag for the second they're on screen together. I'm like, yeah, those are two people I would like to watch have sex. <laughs> okay, sure. And I'm no prevert, but occasionally you see two A nice... Prevert? <laughs> I'm no prevert, but occasionally you see... Two nice looking movie stars in a movie and you go like, yeah, I would be into that. (laughs) And the two of them with their like sort of like bruised, like smoky, like sad sexuality. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, give me those those two raven haired beauties. (laughs) I don't think she's born. I think she's I think she's really good in this. And I like I like that she is very kind in this. It's the same thing as like the Alita thing Mm -hmm. where she's like where Christoph is like just dad. He's she's similarly not trying to play against her innate energy. Mm-hmm. She's imbuing it with a lot of other things that no one else has let her color around right. the right. weirdness. 
I think that's like, I get what you mean, but I like think it'd be better served uh, by the version of Dumbo that you're kind of describing earlier. I agree with you 100%. Like, yeah. Sure. And at that point, maybe I was really locking into like each character, what they were doing on their own. Yeah. And like, how would they react in a scene just with Dumbo? Mm-hmm. When they're talking to other humans, I'm a little less into the moment. The dialogue borders on horrible. Yeah. 45% of the time. Yeah, yeah. And 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 a lot of the human stuff feels indifferent. Yeah. Until you get to those moments where the character sort of says their, like, mantra. You know, in right. a way where yeah. Burton's like, oh, that's the thing. That's what they're about. Right. The difference between these people, these weird broken people mm-hmm. who are compelled to do their weird thing, whether or not there's an audience. Yeah. Right. And only know how to, like, relate to other weird broken people. Yeah. And the people who just see those people as dollar signs. Yeah. And anytime it's in that sort of dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the movie, I think, is really humming. Here's anytime you're just on Dumbo, yeah. the movie is really humming. Dumbo's well, a good sweet boy. He's yeah. a good boy. I think that he's great. Yeah. I, another thing I, we, I think we should talk about is that anytime that Dumbo flies in this movie, it's amazing. It's I cry. Yeah. Uh, tears yeah. from my eyes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I think partly <laughs> it's the Pavlovian. Like, I loved the uh, Dumbo. I'm getting know. chills just uh, mm-hmm. thinking about it right yeah. now. It's yeah. you know, great. He, and it's shot so well yeah. when he just like swoops yes. through the entire town. It's, it's amazing. I, mean, I think that trailer is underrated as one of the great trailers of recent times. That so. ends Ooh. with DeVito going, whoa, like yeah. as he flies yeah. over yeah. The, yeah. the sort of short I think trailer. it's a beautiful teaser. Yeah. I think it's so good. But anytime he flies, I also just think that if Dumbo flies, like, you could, I cry tears from my eyes. Yeah. But like, I'm trying to, what's like the most incongruous movie like you could uh fucking dragged across concrete if Dumbo like <laughs> flew in the middle of that movie yeah. I'd probably be like oh look at look at Dumbo yeah. go like, <laughs> well, and that's another thing where it's like you you put the genie and CGI and live action yeah and you start to get in all these questions of physics that yeah. work against the character right but when you have a real kind of semi-tangible looking elephant agreed yeah. And, and you see him flying, flying it goes like, Phew. It's great. I, the original Dumbo it. is better, but the flying yeah. in this is more visceral mm-hmm. and more emotional. He feels heavier when he takes off. He feels off. so fucking heavy. Yeah. Right, 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 right. The original Dumbo around. is better except for the, the crows. The crows. Yes. <laughs> Which is rough. Yeah. Right. Um, it's no good. But, uh, you know. It's no good. It's no good. It's an 80-year-old movie. It's no good. The yeah. other thing that's fascinating about Dumbo that I feel like has been discussed, and I think I talked about mm-hmm. it in my review, is that, like, that movie was made when Disney had no money. They had mm-hmm. sunk all this money into Fantasia. That and was hadn't their worked. budget sort of program. Right. They were essentially, yeah. like, we need to make something cheap and fast yeah. that will float us. It was the only uh, one of the first five Disney films to, like, to make, make a profit, a profit yes. upon release. Right. Oh. Because it was so fucking expensive to yeah. make an animated movie. Yeah. And, and this was the one right after Fantasia, right? Right, which was like Fantasia was, big, yes, yeah, Fantasia right. was the one they sunk all right. the money My sweet into. Baby Fantasia. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, Fantasia is obviously so good. a masterpiece. Right. Um, and I'm glad they made it. Yes. And I think it probably eventually turned a profit. But the whole, they would keep, keep oh, yeah, right. for sure. That's, the re-release model comes yeah. out of like, I got to figure out a way to make these movies go into the green. <laughs> well, that, but also videos didn't exist. Yes, I mean, sure, you know, sure. People, but um, uh, it's crazy to think about that Disney, that mm-hmm. sort of lean, cheap Disney yeah. right. versus this Behemoth that made this movie that is going to be a bomb. Yes, uh, it's it not good. It did okay, right? Uh, it had like a seventy percent drop in the second weekend, uh, which is okay. crazy for yeah. a kids' yeah. movie. But this isn't a kids' movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're realizing now that outside of the initial sort of like uh, uh, novelty factor of the first couple, right? These live action Disney's kind of need to be in the Renaissance era. Yeah. In order to really make bang. That's where the, the older ones, right. the yeah. nostalgia buttons aren't as hard. 
for the generation that would now be taking their kids to see yeah. it. Maybe they were like sort of bewitched by like Maleficent doing well, but like that's an Angelina Jolie thing, right, yeah. you know, right. that's a Charlotte thing. Thank you so much. Right. Yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Talk about another love. very weird performance. Oh, so much. Really, even by his standards. Even by his standards. Good. I really I mean, like him in that movie. I'm sorry. That's, I mean, that's a very carrot opinion. Yeah, I'll know. say this. Charlto made my best supporting actor for the A-Team. I think he A-team? rules in that movie. No, he's good. And I find that movie to largely be it's bad. a disappointment. Yes. I, I don't even think of that movie as like a disaster. It's just boring. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Right. I think he's so good in it. Well, because he goes like full weird. In Maybe it. for yeah. the Patreon one day we can do like a Blankies episode for a, a yesteryear. You know what I mean? Oh, that you know, would be like kind a 2002 blanket, right? right? Like right. Pick we some pull up year. our old files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> that'd be fun. Yeah, because I definitely have some weirdo pick. I mean, I've, I've implied a couple of them. Exactly. And you can say Daredevil. You can look back. <laughs> I'll be in the A team. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Shalto's um, good. His career's gone though. Yeah. Uh, but but that's his like, career has gone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> disappeared. It didn't go south. It just went. That yeah. is the weird. It snake. went hardcore, Henry. The, it went hardcore, Henry. <laughs> he's very good in hardcore, Henry. Yeah. Uh, what? Have you seen that movie? No. He's very good. Yeah. I kind of liked him in uh, Free Fire, which is another movie well, I did not care for. Well, he's always good, especially not when he's good. allowed to be like mean. Sure. Because he ha- he has such a specific sharp face and a specific sharp energy, and whenever he's allowed to use that, it's great. He looks like a snake. Oh, it's amazing. He's a human snake. Man. I love he him. Does. Yeah. Also, Free Fire, amazing cast, horrible movie. Very bad Haven't movie. You? Very it's bad. It's not good. Noah Taylor is in it, and it's bad. Uh, and only Karen Impossible. would say that yeah. as if we're like, Noah Taylor? I <laughs> mean, got, I like the guy. They got the raw sex appeal of Noah Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> All 75 pounds of Noah <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> I just think Ben Wheatley is is one of those, you know, he's... Uh, What's he's, he doing? He's got a lot of skill, but What's I, he doing? I, I, I don't like he, his Was so he much. supposed to do a DC movie? Was he going to do Deathstroke? No, or no, 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 no. One no. of those? I don't he, think he so. He does weird movies where, like, someone gets run over by a tractor trailer or whatever. I liked, I, I liked Field in England. I believe he was, was supposed it. to make a DC movie. Was Joe Manganiello playing Deathstroke? Was that the one he was playing? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was supposed to make a Deathstroke movie. I'm going to look it up right now. Now, you go what right I was going to say is the weird thing about this movie uh, is that it is kind of the snake eating its own tail <laughs> because you can go like it's insane that they took this like yeah. little Disney let's keep it small and simple movie and blew it up into a $170 million temple film. Right. But then the movie also, because they hired Tim Burton to do it. Gareth becomes, Evans was going to be Oh, okay. Mm. Right, right, right. Uh, because they hired Tim Burton to do it, then becomes about how these things get corrupted by getting overblown. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I know. Like, I would be against making a $170 million Dumbo unless it is what they did, which is a movie about how you should never make a $170 million Dumbo. In general, I have no objection to that. Yeah. If I'm running Disney, I might have some questions. You wouldn't have Let me run right. Disney. Yeah. Okay, Karen. Thank you so much. Okay, let's do it. I appreciate it. Um, I'd like to say something. Go wait a on, second. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Eddie Marzen cast as Ariel and Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting a bunch of Disney news breaks right now. More, Mike more, Lee to direct the Aristocats. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, Jesus. Like, what's one of your truly fucking depressing ones? What's bug nuts? Exactly. Oh, I don't, I don't know. What's oh, the clip God. that your original KB video ends with? The, the uh, military clip that's all the old oh, men Oh, it's from uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny. Like, I don't know any of those actors individually, sure. but I was like, David Tomlinson. Is a good I mean, he's a good David player. Tomlinson is up there. He's great. Yeah. He's fucking great. Who, if you remade Bedknobs and Broomsticks, who would yeah. your Tomlinson be? Who's I would like, resurrect him from the grave. It'd be like Paul Sparks or someone where you're no, like, no, no. I guess I know who that is. And I love Karen's Paul like Sparks one of the five best actors alive. It's right. true. He is. Right. He's great. Right. I would give Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Nichols Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yes. Um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know. I well, like Paul Sparks is too innately scary. I feel like he doesn't have enough man. charming energy. I feel like that's true of eighty percent of mm. Karen's boys. Mm. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit of scary. I mean, the Hugo Weavings of the world. I was just about the... to say, what if I cast Hugo Weaving in the Penthouse of Project? Have I anyway. told you? I told Karen this, but uh, on set when we were filming season two, <sighs> I showed Brandon Hines, who plays Superior. Because he was yeah. telling me, I, I think I can say this. When we were filming, yes. he was subletting his apartment to Ben Mendelsohn. Wow. So then right. we were like nerding out on Mendelssohn. In LA, like because he lives in LA. Right. Yeah. So he yeah. was here for filming. Mm-hmm. Mendelssohn was staying at his apartment. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, that guy's the fucking best. And he was like this and that. And I was like, right. I got this friend who like Ben Mendelsohn is like her Brad Pitt. Right, like right. he's like the apex. <laughs> And then he was like, who's this friend? So I showed him the KB video. Uh And then Brendan got very insecure about the fact that he might be too conventionally <laughs> handsome to be a KB. But the, that's <laughs> his lane, isn't it? It's like he he's the guy who can play your Superman type. Right, right. Like, right. And yeah. he was like, I, I could be like one of these guys. Though, right? <laughs> probably could. He's getting... Older, he probably could. He's got salt yeah, and pepper. Exactly. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to move uh, towards that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he kept on sending me like follow up texts about like, what about this person? Like, does, really? Like, yeah. Do they count? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. That's really funny. He has a lot of follow up. That's questions. the sweetest thing I've ever heard. He's very into it. Yeah. That's extremely sweet. But I, I would kind of qualify, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, we in this house, we love and appreciate hey, Brendan and I. Sure, he's a good one. He's yeah, a great he's great. One. He's a great one. Um, doesn't listen to this show. Why not? Uh, what an asshole. I, I hate him. I've turned. <laughs> I hope he started listening to the show on this episode. <laughs> great. That would be really funny. Um, yeah, I like maybe he screamed was a big when you boy. told me that story. Right. Karen said, tell him I love him on the middleman. <laughs> I said, I could have auto-predictive text guessed. <laughs> I can love the middleman. Your response. Yeah. Middleman rules. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. Um, what know, other things we want to talk about? Uh, what, I'm sorry, what? I know her a little bit. We should get her on. Who are we talking yeah, about? Natalie Morales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about those bad elephant boys? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No good. You no. tweeted that sans context and people were very confused. I know. And <laughs> I stand by the, the lack of context. We were discussing this like, prior to you guys the, arriving because I was on time. Who gets stomped to death. It's fair. Uh, and I he was, deserved I was it. delayed for it. reasons like that are under embargo. value. <laughs> Being expressed in this movie is if you're mean to animals, mm-hmm. you deserve to die. Yeah, he dies. And he yeah. got what he deserved. He's dead. There's like a strangely high number of deaths in this movie. Yeah. And yeah. always like in extremely unpleasant ways. Also true. Yeah. Two true things. Lesson learned. <laughs> Lesson learned. Uh, he shouldn't have been mean to Dumbo, I he agree. Or uh, Mama yeah. Jumbo. Or yeah. Whatever, Mrs. Jumbo. Mrs. Jumbo. Right. 
I mean, uh, my, Michael Phillips was talking about uh, uh, how how this movie has the like challenge of trying to make, even though they said it even earlier than the original film, right? Yeah. Like making this film in a modern era where like every circus has shut down, yeah, and the right. circus that still exists are like, yeah, we're done with animal stuff. Everyone hates that, yeah, yeah and it's like innately cruel. Like yeah. there's right. no way to avoid the cruelty, right. right? And like Dumbo is innately sort of a story about animal cruelty, yeah, yeah. and it has this ending where they're like, we're the a cruelty ending- free circus. Right. And you're like, insanity. oh, right. Kind of comes out of no. It becomes yeah. him doing like a used car salesman pitch yeah. straight to camera. Yeah, yeah. He, about how yeah. they like don't fuck with cruelty anymore. <laughs> right. I think that's good though for kids. Me too. I, I, I got no beef with it. It's it. not really yeah. layered in that hard. No. But yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, well, and I like Dumbo going back to Asia and flying yeah. among the elephants. I mean, I love that. that. Made me cry. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it was really sweet, but yeah. it was also kind of like what? Right. I was I was afraid that Mowgli was gonna show. Up. Oh my god! I know the timelines don't totally match, right? But I was afraid that because it looked like they just took the assets from Jungle Book. Yeah, maybe that's just what they did. Very possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. does look like that. Yeah, God, the ending is weird. At least Jungle How Book is green. How did they get green. the ele- elephants back there? Who had the money to do Wait, that? You're, you're looking for plausibility. The guy, the boat, the guy the had his friend, and they were taking him back to Calcutta or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I like that. I know we haven't really gone through the plot that much. Maybe there's like an, an electrified circus city in this. Yeah, place. I yes. love it. <laughs> oh, I love all that. The second you Dream get World into like good. Dream World's great. I, right, what do we the, think of the pink elephant sequence? Bad. Yeah, not a fan of that. Weird. Oh, I kind of like I kind of like that because I like that it's just Dumbo going like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. that is so no, weird. I fucking love the cutbacks to Dumbo's yeah. face where he's just sort of watching and I'm like, and is this going somewhere? In the it. end, it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> just a weird thing that happens in Dreamland. No, you like Dreamland. Dumbo's such a good kid. Here's the, he's, he's a good, he's a good a kid. He's a good kid. He's, he's a, a good mensch. kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's a really good kid. Jesus. But here's the other thing we haven't talked about. Okay. We got to talk about Arkin. Okay. We got to. This is the first Arkin. You gotta get money for me. Burton collaboration since Edward Scissorhands, right? There's no. Right. For which he won the Nobel Prize. Correct. (laughs) Correctly. The only Nobel Prize given out for best supporting actor. Right. And in this movie, the daughter wins the Nobel Prize for chemistry. Oh my God. Um, No. Want to see that elephant fly? He comes in. This is a disaster. He comes in, (laughs) and we have the presumption that Michael Keaton is the money. Yeah. Right. And then he comes into the movie late, and you're like, oh, here's Alan Arkin, Oscar winner. We know him. Yep. And he's like, I'm the ba- I'm bankrolling this. And you're like, he is? What, does the circus not make money? Like, why do we yeah. need this character? Yeah. yeah. He serves no purpose yeah. except no. to say this is a disaster. Yep. Yeah. With, in a monotone. You got no act. Yeah, right. So it's not a flying like, elephant. He's an escape artist. It's great. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. I love but, every yeah. second of it. Yeah. It yeah. is terrible. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Three yeah. wrinkly gray boys. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's my idea. One of those movie. performances where I'm like, if someone was like, yes, but don't you see that on paper, like, he's not giving any effort. He's not reading. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I think he's very good. Yeah, Alan like, Arkin <laughs> falls into that Tommy Lee Jones category. Sure. Where if he hates the movie. Even if he's hostile to the movie. It's still right. a great performance right. because you want him to be hostile. Exactly. Yeah. In the same way, Alan Arkin always seems above it and over yeah. the thing he's doing. Right. So either he's locked in, he's doing it well, or he doesn't like the script. Right. And yep. he is doing it well. What is Tommy Lee up to right now? Well, he's going to be an Ad Astra if it ever <gasps> fucking comes Shit, out, right. in which he went to Neptune and yes, Brad Pitt has right. to go get him, yeah. Yeah. aka the perfect movie plot. Yeah, right. you're right. 
Like that is the perfect God, movie God, Ad Astra's yes. gonna fucking rule. Or it's it gonna, will not come out. I think yeah. it's gonna be so good. No, it's gonna come out eventually. But One hopes. Yeah, James, the, James Gray. The only, I love him. The only other thing that he is in coming up is something called Arch- Arctic Justice colon Thunder Squad. Wait a click, second. Click through. Wait a second. Explain. I just got a, a news flash on Deadline. <laughs> Disney announces Tommy Lee Jones to play Bambi. <laughs> You're welcome. Directed by the Darden brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Darden brothers would handle the lessons of Bambi. Yeah, <laughs> most, most the, the world is cruel, right? It's it's, it's <laughs> and man is evil, right? It's it's Dumbo going from tree stump to tree stump, yeah. begging people to not kill his. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just in full Tommy Lee voice. Um, Just... Arctic Jungle. Don't, uh, don't sorry, Arctic that. Justice yeah, Thunder please. Squad is an animated film starring Jeremy Renner as an Arctic fox called Swift. Uh, no, stop reading. Uh, Tommy I'm done. Jones no, clears, stop. Is stop playing. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't. I'm I sorry. I uh, overruled. Must demand more. <laughs> okay, Tommy Lee Jones is credited as playing, and I want to double check this because Wikipedia can be a little. He's not on IMDb. Is mm. is this like a weird uh, independently had, financed yes. by like a Russian animation? <laughs> yes, and it's right. being distributed by Entertainment Studios. Oh, it's called Arc Arctic Arctic Justice, Justice Thunder Squad. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna look it up more so you don't have to listen to <laughs> David say it out loud because I see it's physically hurting you. Yeah, uh, it's, that's it's all bad. true. Okay, so we're done with Dumbo. Is that it? We agree that it's insane and uh, it's, it's about good. how capitalism overruns uh, any sort of unique product until yeah. it spoils it and requires uh, a cleansing and fire. Just, like, just yeah. a massive irony that it's a Disney movie and that this is the message, and yet. The- it's such a it's like at war with itself like half of it is this like anti-capitalist message and the other half is like uh here's every other disney movie you've seen just sort of put in a blender well and that scene where like uh, michael keaton is like trying to sell devito out in like the fields yeah right that's so good right and he's doing the like look i can give you everything like it's the argument that agents make when they try to convince their like their their like artists to sign up for a 200 million dollar temple it's like you're going to get such a big right. canvas to you play with. You do this, right? You have all the money in the world. And yeah. then the next thing you do can be whatever you want. One it definitely them, won't be Dumbo 2. Right. right. And yeah. then the answer is they like don't put out the net, you know? Oh, like, it's a like, scene. Right. Yeah, they give you everything. But like that's one of the scenes. I mean, there are a the couple of things like that scene is great. The first sort of tour of Dreamland or Dreamworld or uh, mm-hmm. Underland or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> where you see like the weird sort of like forbidden planet space station with all the levers. Yeah. 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 Where they're all wearing their matching it's, uniforms. I will say it's yeah. interesting that Dumbo does the futter wacket in this movie. It is. Stop it yeah. right now. Yeah. It is a little weird. Uh, <laughs> but all that stuff, like the weird, like mechanical, like yeah. it feels like some like communist factory line. <laughs> you know, like it feels like Metropolis or something. Thing, yeah, where they're all like in these towers or like in these m- uh, uh, Moloch, <laughs> right? Right, with these like adding machines, and they're all wearing these like silver jumpsuits. Like, the just you understand like the scariness to Tim Burton of these like corporate behemoths who are like, mm-hmm. We love wonder, right? Right, right. But the yeah, guy right. saying it is like, Oh, you know, we love wonder around here. Now sit in your fucking box and come up with some weird shit. <laughs> You know, it's like he's finally maybe starting to figure out where he kind of got lost in the woods. Yeah. Maybe. We have done this miniseries wildly out of order for a number That's of true. reasons. One is because it took five fucking months and we had certain <laughs> guests available at certain times and this and that and what all, have all you. All true. Right? All true. And so people have been saying, 
I feel like they haven't come up with this clean an arc for this guy. Sure. You know, and I'm waiting for like the real sort of hypothesis, here comes the real Dumbo. theory, right, that pulls it all together. And Dumbo does start to bring the thing into sort of focus a little bit. But I will admit the reason why I've been pushing for Burton for so long <laughs> and your resistance was, is it going to be like 10 great movies and then 10 weeks of you trying? Of you being like, well, there's something here. Me being like, is there? Right. Like, you know. Right. And my hope was if we watch them all and we do them all in order, I'm going to figure out how to crystallize the thing. Uh I'm going to either figure out conclusively what went wrong or I'm going to be able to figure out an argument for why he never went wrong and all the stuff is still good. Uh And I feel like I couldn't do either. I don't think that us doing it out of order is the only culprit. No, I'm just saying that's I mean, the the last batch is just sort of a mess, you know? That's an element. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of things that people have said online and there's so many takes that are so good like in our our Reddit community. They're good boys. And someone's saying like, it's good. I think a big problem with Burton is like the death of uh, uh, screenwriting standards in the studio system. Right. That when these things are so prepackaged and pre-sold, and you have people who go like, you don't understand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens in the fucking thing. Right. I just need five images to sell in a trailer. For a guy who admittedly is like, I don't have the best innate story sense. Sure. He's probably better when he's teamed with a really strong writer and really strong producers who like hold his feet to the fire. And when a guy like this becomes this powerful <laughs> and becomes this big of a brand name and they just go, we can sell it off of you, then no one's really testing him. And it's like the, the prison of choice. Yeah. Where if he's allowed to do anything, the technology exists for him to do ever, anything. No one's noting his scripts. It actually becomes somewhat of a hindrance, which is sort of mm-hmm. the, you know, the Dumbo. Look, you got everything, but now there's no net. Yeah. And you have a really, really high height to fall from. Right. Mm-hmm. There's that kind of thing. We've tried to psychoanalyze him a bunch of times. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's hard. He's pretty uh, opaque. Right. It's hard. But in this movie, I, its own life. I yeah. do get the sense of him going like, look, I genuinely have. No fucking idea. And and the thing that really clicked for me in this whole miniseries was rewatching Ed Wood, a movie for the fucking 25th time. Great it's one movie. of my five favorite movies it's ever. Movie. Yes. For the first time, I saw it as autobiography, not as a movie about uh, the types of movies he loves. Uh, I, right, mm-hmm. right. But a movie right, of him right. just saying, like, I have no idea why I'm successful and this guy Was wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I do think, you know, there's a degree. I mean, Ben saying, like, I want this guy spaced. There's no saving him. <laughs> it's right. just like sometimes people just kind of are, they, they line up with a pocket in culture. Sure. Right? The, the technology's in the right place and the culture's in the right place and they get to verbalize something before anyone else does and somehow it connects and they get their Dumbo run where you get to like fly around like a weird, a weird big-eared elephant. Right. right? And those things kind of can't last. There are certain people we've talked about, people like M. Knight, who went like very pointedly astray. Yeah. And then was able to analyze what he was doing wrong and course correct. Right. And Burns kind of a guy who's just like, give me a feather, I'm gonna try something. Right. Who doesn't have that level of introspection. I like the feather. I love the feather. He doesn't need it though. No. He can fly good without it. Right. He's so, you know, I don't know if there's a he set. He's a good him. elephant boy. Well, I, we all love him. I don't know if there's a set answer if it's like, oh, he needs to do original material or he needs to do things that are this or this budget level or in right. this genre or whatever it is. But it does feel like for the first time watching this movie, I'm like, this is kind of a new in because the I'm just an outsider innocent in a world that doesn't get me movies. Mm-hmm. 
feel less and less sincere coming from him. Right. Like the right. movies where he can start to explain how the system takes advantage. Might be interesting. Not the fear of no, the outsider. No, 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 no. I get what you're saying. But the commodification feels like this is a way that he could <sighs> evolve. But the fear is this movie's not doing well. Right. Is yeah. he going to retreat in some way? Who yeah. knows? I don't know. Maybe he won't get to make a movie this big for a while. That might be good for him. Because he's yeah. certainly a reactive filmmaker. He feels like a guy who takes his losses hard. Yeah. Especially in a way that makes sense for someone who had so much success out of the gate. Yeah. He's not really accustomed to dealing with rejection. Sure. And so when he does in any way, he just sort of like folds into himself. Right. But I remember, I mean, a big thing that this podcast comes out of and the whole blank check term, which is something my dad used to use all the time when someone had a big success. and he Right. Your like, dad named this podcast right. like inadvertently. Right, yeah. right. I mean, James pitched it because he knew that was the term that we both knew. Exactly. My dad using him just like, right. man, that guy's going to have a real blank check on his next movie. Right. And my dad would always say, especially with people I loved, he'd be like, I think that guy's just lost the plot. Mm. And I would always get so angry because I'd be like, that's impossible. Someone who is capable of making something this good can't lose the plot. We have to like, much like Nico Parker, I was the little <laughs> kid being like, we have to use science to break down what went wrong here and explain it. You're explaining the origins of this podcast right. like years before it happened. Right. And I wanted to fucking do that equation on Tim Burton. Because and Tim you're saying Burton, you haven't quite really gotten there. He's kind yeah. of the X I'll never get over. Oh. Every single time a new trailer comes out, no matter how many times I've been burned, I'd be like, but what if it's like, right. what if it's like the old times again? Whereas I was fully over Tim Burton. Right. And when Dumbo came out and I saw it I and I liked it, I was like, is it just because I've been steeped in Burton for five months? You know, right. like, is that part of it? I don't know. Is it right. he put my boyfriend in the movie? I don't know. Right. Yeah. But anytime Congrats, I would ask these bigger mm. questions and my dad would be like, you're overthinking it, Chris. Sure, sure, sure. I'd be like, cool. I need to find friends like David Sims. <laughs> <laughs> overthinking it, you say. Could we, like, monetize right, that? Right, Then make a podcast about <laughs> right. it. And I did, like, my foolish hope was that I'd come to something here. Whether it was, like, I'm totally out on this guy or I totally have saved him. That well, I would have some sort of sense of peace. And the answer is... Sometimes people kind of lose the plot. Sometimes they can get it back. Sometimes it's inexplicable how it happens or why it happens. Right. Well, and I think just the culture changed. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't change with it. Yeah. No. no and that's sure. just how stuff happens. Right. Sure. And, and that's kind of the beauty of the thing is it's like it doesn't make sense that he hit as hard as he did. Sure. And just as inexplicably, he came out of sync. Right. You know? Yeah. He had a pocket where for 10 years it was just like he was in there. And everyone got it, and he was totally unique. And the fact that he was doing all of that at such a high budget level with such, like, sort of mainstream films was nuts. Do you have your list? I can do it very quickly. Okay. Because I've got mine. We got to do them. Okay. They rank. Yeah. It's time to rank. Sometimes we protect, but sometimes we rank. <laughs> Karen's laughing. She shouldn't be. Wasn't funny. Wasn't funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my standards are low. It's okay. Um, okay, I'm doing it now, and hopefully I'm not I'll, forgetting any. So uh, do yours with some drama. My filler Dumbo note Please. is that our, the Arcade Fire song is good. I couldn't even get through that sentence, but I do believe it. It's good. good. It is good. I agree. I like that. Uh, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> Goodbye. Wow. <laughs> hey, Blank Check listeners. I'm Adam Kempinar. And I'm Josh Larson. We're the hosts of Film Spotting. Which is basically Blank Check, except in Chicago. That's not true. We both talk about movies. Sure, but we're not very funny. But the movie thing. That's the same. Also, long shows. In-depth reviews and interviews. Right. Ethan Hawke, Paul Schrader, and Bo Burnham were all on last year, plus top five lists and other stuff. 
every Friday since 2005. Ryan Johnson said that nice thing about us once. A force for good in the universe. He probably regrets saying that. Too late. We're keeping it. Film spotting wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good show, Griffin and David. Uh, are you ready for my top 19 Tim Burton movies? Ooh. It's 19 in total? Correct. Wow, what a run it's been. What a run it has so been. So glad to okay. be here with you at the yes. end of this marathon. I'm going to go 1 to 19. <laughs> okay. All right? 1, Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. 2, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 3, Batman Return. Mm-hmm. 4, Edward Scissorhand. Mm-hmm. 5, Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's 5. Okay. 6, Batman. Mm-hmm. 7, Sleepy Hollow. Eight Mars Attack, mm-hmm. nine Big Fish, mm-hmm. ten Dumbo. Nice. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Eleven Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney. Twelve Big Eye, mm-hmm. thirteen Charlie, mm-hmm. fourteen Frank and Weenie, mm-hmm. fifteen Miss Peregrini, <laughs> sixteen Corpse Bride, <laughs> seventeen Dark Shadows, eighteen Planet of the Apes, nineteen uh, Blank. 20 blank. Keep going, keep going. Keep. One million. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. That thing is yeah. the worst thing. It's not good. What's your favorite Burton, Karen? Uh, gosh. I just named them all. I know. They pass through my mind like water through a sieve. Wow. Um, What was your number? Your number was Edward. Edward. Uh, Edward. I really like Big Fish. Big Fish. The yeah. fish are big. But also... I don't, it might have to. I mean, I feel like it's the easy answer, but like Batman Returns fucking rules. Batman Returns is a good choice. Yeah, I genuinely don't know. I think that Griffin's favorite is Ed Wood, mm-hmm. but after that, I'm not sure. Um, you struggling? Well, give me a second. Uh, yeah. I'll go. I'll do mine. Beetlejuice. Please. Oh shit. Beetlejuice. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't no, say no, it again. No, no, no. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That yeah. was close. Phew. Okay, but yeah, I, that's my. That's the only movie that. Are I'm you guys gonna, gonna go see the musical? Moving no. forward. Yeah, I've heard it. No, thank you. I've heard it's no thank you. Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. We were thinking about doing it for the podcast. And then we realized like most people won't be able to see it anyway. And who fucking cares? And it's yeah. not even supposed to be that. <laughs> so we didn't do that. Instead, we went to a Nets game. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty good trade off. Yeah. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I'm forgetting one. Hold on. Beetlejuice Hold is so on. Oh, good, uh, no. Yes, okay. It's one I like. And Michael Keaton, truly in command of all his power. He, it really, you're absolutely the. That's right. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, hottest. Yeah. Hottest pitch in the game. <laughs> okay. Ready for my ranking? Let's do it. I think this is correct. I think you're going to be surprised with a couple placements. Sure. Number one, Edward. Yep. One of my one of my top fivers. I mean, it was locked. Number two, Batman Returns. Sure. Mm. That was a close number two. For me. Yeah. It, it was three for me, but could have been two. Uh, number three, uh, uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things where it's just like those three films. Right. Those are my top three too. It's yeah. it's just that's that's a perfect statement. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do. Like, Keep th- going though. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying we got 16 more movies. Number four, <laughs> a Mars Attacks. Four, mm-hmm, my friend. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm, I mean friend. that's fine. Whatever. I love that movie, as you know. I love it too. Number five, Edward Scissorhands. Sure, sure. Number six, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay, okay. Those two are close for me. Me too. They I could kind of flip them. Right. Number seven, a Big Fish. Sure. Yeah. Right. You like that a little more than me. It pays out like a slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> this list is paying out like a Albert slot machine. Number eight, Bartman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Before he returns. Number nine, making it 
Into That 10. I know what this is. Big Eyes. Yeah. Mm. A good movie mm. that you I wish our this one. original guest hadn't bailed out of. Because they were going too. to take my side. Whatever, And man. instead, the episode ended up being a classic example of cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I feel like it was just you talking about good Big Eyes was, and then me and the guest being like, I guess so. We don't really like it. Like We weren't like, Griffin, you're crazy. I watched it with my girlfriend. She had not seen it before. TC14. She was like, this is a masterpiece. I was like, um, yes, thank you. Can't wait to go into the studio and have Ben she and said it David was- and Rylaws eat some fucking crow. And I got in here and you cyber bullied me. I think we just didn't agree with you. Cyber bullied me. <laughs> Are you gamer gating right now? Gamers rise up. Griffin oh, rise up for big eyes. All right, number 10. Swainy. <laughs> Swainy. Number. I, I still can't believe you guys got Michael Cerveris. That's the most amazing get I've good, heard good in my guess. entire fucking good life. Good guess. Mm-hmm. He is a good, good man. Good actor. Yeah. Good man. What if we He's have him terrific. do the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp uh, commentary? We should. With us? Oh my I mean, God. I'll ask him. Sure. Uh, I will say, uh, much like Edward Scissorhands, an uncommonly gentle man. Absolutely. He's yeah. a very relaxing a lovely, a lovely man. man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. His Great. temperament is incredible. Fully agree. Uh, so of course uh, number 11 on my list is the existence of Michael Servers as a person <laughs> no Sweeney was my 10 yeah I'm gonna say that uh, Sleepy Hollow is my 11 uh, sure yeah. I'm going to say that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is my 12 I love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Dumbo is my 13 sure okay so now we're getting to the territory where it's like th- this is like these are we're getting splitting hairs right? these are getting dodgier the next three I'm like mm-hmm, yeah Dark Shadows uh-huh. is like kind of like a bridge to like, it's a mess. There's stuff I like in it mm-hmm. a lot. Then we go to like Corpse Bride and Frankenweenie, and, and I'm like, eh, little little lifeless. Right. Should I just never revisit Corpse Bride? Because I really liked it when I first I saw it. I think it's fine. I think it's cute. It's so slight. It's yeah. very slight. It's very, very slight. Yeah. It's a little metatarsal of a movie. Yes. Yes. She's correct. Karen extended her fingers. Her fingies. Right. And now we get to the only three that like drive me crazy. Uh Uh-huh. And they are uh, Peregrine. Sure. Which I still contend would be sort of in Dark Shadows territory if it had a performer who was awake in the lead role. I put that above Dark Shadows, but sure, go on. I I just liked, I think Dark Shadows has some comedic energy to it and some good performances. Good Jackie Earl Haley. I was going to say. Yeah. Planet of the Apes. Which, I mean, this was a real race to the bottom. <laughs> I'm giving Planet of the Apes the slight edge over Alice in Wonderland because the makeup is so good. Yeah, right. You got to right. give it the edge just for old practical movie magic on that front. Right. Yeah. And Gia Mati selling aspirin. Gia Mati. Sure. I'm the rhino. We're fairly similar other than yeah, me no, putting a couple of the later ones Mars a little, a little higher. higher. Yeah. You know, I had Dumbo a little higher. I have Sleepy Hollow a lot higher than you. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah which I, I like Sleepy a lot. I just, yeah, it's fucking great. I just want to show some Walken. respect for those eyes. Mm. I'm, I'm so glad that you found uh, your person. Girl. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Because I watched that with TC13 or whoever it is I'm supposed to be dating. And she Wait, was like, is this is boring. This reference system? Oh, boy. <laughs> Should we get into this? I don't think explaining this can do us any Okay, good. sure. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a character from Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, you know, the, the lady yeah. droid. Yeah, got Griffin it, got always it. said I, he wants the... What? Come on, please. It's 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Times have changed, sweetie. <laughs> Times have changed. Oh, 
Oh boy. Uh, I did. I I went to WonderCon recently. You did. We were there That's promoting right. the tick mm-hmm. in California. I I did for under five dollars each. Find a, a classic TC14 action figure. Holy shit! Yeah, Still I in saw the package that. You with that, yeah. the Comtech chip, and I found a really nice Smith. Ooh. Yeah. Now there were two Smiths. I saw the back of your phone case. One. That's good. One cost twenty dollars. Because he came with little Leia in a bundle. Aww. <laughs> oh my god! And the other one was only five. Sure, but he's got a big cloth cape. Oh, I love a cloth. And because cape. he's little, the cape's like too big. Like it's like swallowing. What's, yeah, that's what's good. Your, what do you do? Do you um take them out or do you keep them in their box? I usually take them out. Yeah, but I've been kind of thinking about. Well, there's a little Imperial Guard right here. Oh, this yeah. is Ben's Red Boy. Yeah, yeah. it's my Red Boy. I'm yeah. a taker outer. Yeah, I will say with these. With these, we're like, talking in the tub. <laughs> gotta put him in the tub. <laughs> you gotta put him in the tub. Right. My tub barely room for water. <laughs> Too many figures. <laughs> what an image. Taking a fig bag. Have you been considering uh, stand up material? Right. That's yeah. a you, great opener. Do you take a lot of sponge baths? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I, I sponge myself down with Orca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I lather with snake eyes. <laughs> wow. Glad uh, Burton's over. Yeah. But, <laughs> so long and farewell, my friend. What I was going to say is, yes. I've sort of been forming a collection that I've been keeping in package of specifically our like, Star Wars friends. Aww. Like the characters that were the characters that really became big for us through doing those the, the, episodes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I like having a little, it, it doesn't feel like part of my collection. It feels like a little like history of blank check yeah. shrine yeah. with our old Revenge of the Podcast poster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want a Graga around that. I have my bigger TC14. I want a Watto. And it's like, that's sort of my yeah. group. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds us. That. It reminds me of what, how far we've come. We've come so far. <laughs> and Gragra has been with us the whole time. Gragra's been. I had a dream last night about finding a Gragra. <gasps> does such a thing exist? Apart from as part of that, like, Jar Jar thing? No, it does. And I, I had a, like, for some reason, the three of us were in a Walmart. <laughs> and you were like, Griffin, we got to go. And I was like, I think I found a Gragra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've never been to a Walmart. Ever? No, because they're not in the city. So, are you serious? Yeah. Well, and your city boys lived in the city your entire life, right? And they don't. They're not in uh, one Britain. Well, that's irrelevant, though. You're saying just as a place that you would vacation. Yeah. Mm, I also live there. Scoozy? What? (laughs) Scoozy? No, sorry. Hold on. I was distracted. What are we talking about? I'm from London, mate. What? What? Sweetie. What? (laughs) There's no place like it. Wait a second, Ben. Check your chair. (laughs) Okay. Is there a weird lever or a series of gears? Yeah. I had a shave. Oh, no. <laughs> I want you bleeders. It's the demon podcaster of Midtown. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was in the, in college. Re- who did you, you play? play? Joanna. Uh, fucking Baker Lady. Forgot her name for a second here. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> no, uh, I did vocal director. Okay. Uh, and... Whatever random shit they needed. Okay, you did ensemble swing, yeah, sort yeah. of ensemble mm-hmm. business. I taught everyone their music because nobody could read music. You're Sweet. you're big into music. Did you perform a lot in the musicals, or did you well, more often you did do acapella? That? Right, you were an acapella. <sighs> Why would you dox me like I'm this? I'm sorry, I'm not doxing you. I, I just I no, it's true. I did. I'm not doxing um, like the name of your group or anything. I just remember that you hard. did that. Right. Um, yeah, I did acapella in college. I did Karen music theater the in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of my. Wait, yeah. What's what, the other uh, thing? Where did you sit? Were you uh, sure. alto, tenor, where did you fall? 
I can do whatever. I mean, like, I didn't do it seriously enough that I ever had to think about it that hard. Okay. I like doing it, but that was it. I trained in classical piano. Oh. So that was my background. One of my favorite bits you do is mm-hmm. when you go look at how hard this song slaps and then you post a screenshot <laughs> of sheet music. Yeah. Whoa, what was the Sinatra song? Oh, yeah. Karen, well, tell me. Uh, oh, You're like, shoot. look at this fucking no, thing. This is like a thing that Karen like woke me it, up with one morning. <laughs> it was in the group in chat. The group I wrote, chat. I don't yeah. remember what song it, it was, was, but it, I literally. It was literally like New York, New York. Like it was certainly. No, you're right. Yeah. I think it was New It was a very famous song. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a deep no, cut. No, no, no. It wasn't. And she said, do you want to say it or should I? Uh, I'll say it. I said, no, you say it. Well, she, I believe you posted a, I did. a, a link to the song. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you were like, I'm listening to this. You, you just don't get horns like that anymore. Yep. Something like that, right? Yep. Yeah. And everybody and we like, got very mad. We were just like, New York, New York? <laughs> you, you mean like start spreading the new, like that song? You just don't yeah. get horns like that It's anymore. good, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's sort of like the Star Spangled Banner. Someone was like, what a great song. And I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> I but certainly I, heard it a lot. Okay, no, but I maintain that I am right. Brass is not a huge component of most modern music. This is true. You're right. Bands sort of eschewed the, the, the brass. But we should go back. <laughs> you don't get brass like that anymore, but we should. It's great when you do. Yeah. That's why also like when the like orchestral scores they go back to being like the sixty whatever whatever piece orchestra it's the best. Oh, totally. of course, sure, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Uh, you don't get brass like that anymore. You don't. That's why you my boy get... Mikey G Jack and O, he knows what's up. Right. Uh, oh, the, let's just briefly mention uh, Danny Elfman's score does not register in this. No, movie. not, not even really. Remotely. All his other regulars really are doing it. great work. Yeah, Colleen's doing amazing Guy work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, didn't know. I should listen to it. On I the can't way remember a note. I don't either. Uh, Aaron Kruger, the writer of a Transformers sequel, wrote this <laughs> uh, movie. I think three yeah, Transformers. At least sequels? three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the good ones, though, I think, and then two of the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good ones. We'll get to that. Dark in the Moon. Oh, do you want to say Winky Winky? No, because we're not actually right. promising. It's not really on the agenda <laughs> this year. You heard it here first. You should, though, say what is happening next week. No, no, we say that next week. Oh, 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 oh right, right. Oh! What, what, what specific thing we're doing next week. Yes. Right. Next week, we will talk about the future of the podcast, the, the next couple of miniseries we're doing. We're going to announce two at the end of that episode. Uh, Gore Verbinski twice. <laughs> Double Backwards goal. and forwards, Cloud <laughs> Atlas style. <laughs> The Cure for Wellness episodes will abut each other. Yes! Yes! Uh, no, that's My not time what we're has doing. Come. <laughs> Your I time was now. I feel really My bad true day in the sun. for, for kind of killing Gore this year. You you felt such you guilt because you, you had that one tweet yeah. and the the change was really dramatic yeah. and then you tweeted like eight more times. We were like, look, I mean, work. Gore's got a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. You know, like you felt really, but it was he a, never recovered from Demi that. was the one who swang Demi. Demi oh. swang Demi. Did you see that? Yes. You know, when he he yeah. like retweeted the whole like, yeah, I'll come on the pod. Yeah. Uh, that Which was, he will do. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's in the spreadsheet. Oh, you should see some of the people in the spreadsheet. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We got, we got some good ones lined. I some know we spreadies. always say that, but it gets exciting uh, the more we go on. Well, especially since we've done so much Burton, it's like, oh, yeah, right. New shit. Yeah. Right, a, a bunch lot- of Demi Blu-rays arrived at my house today. Nice. A lot of people were like, I don't want to do a Burton. Get back to me in five months. You know, we had sure. certain people who have that. been like hovering on the guest list for yeah. half a year. Oh no! Uh, yeah, we Fair got enough. we got some big ones though. But 
before that, we got two other miniseries. And before that, we have a Ben's choice. Benjamin J. Oh, Hosley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if your middle name is Jay. It's McCormick. Right. Benjamin had, M. Hosley. We hadn't done a proper Ben's choice in a while. It's been a long time, and I've always been promising um, King Ralph. Now, we'll eventually get to King Ralph. A, a Ben Porch classic. Yeah. Part of the Ben Part of Porch my classics curation gold label. is yeah. like weird movies I just had on VHS and just watched religiously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I decided to switch things up because I stan. And I'm, I stan. What do you stan, Ben? How are you going to say let, this? Let, let him get it out. I stan the stealing boys and girls. The Stealing Boys? What? Uh, wait, hold on. Oh, right. What? Assassin's Creed. Oh, wait, hold up. on. Yeah. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you did. I forgot that they, I thought they were robbers too in my mind. But okay. I mean, they got to get that apple. They rob people of their lives. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Let's cut back. The greatest robber. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. Shut up. We'll cut back to like when I took a long pause. Grand okay. Theft Mortality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. You stand for what? Assassin's Creed. Cool. cool. And then keep in all the earlier stuff. No. Justin Kurzel's Assassin's Creed. That's what you I love that movie, Karen. It's good. He's seen it 20 times? Yeah, I watch it all the time. He watches it when he can't fall asleep. Karen has yeah. a look of genuine surprise on her face. Yeah. Karen is I've never style. played the video game, but those sequences are great. No affinity for the game. I don't know anything I've about it. I've played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No, I'm saying Ben okay, has no. Yeah. There's no element right. of like, it's I'm just, just a movie. so excited to see yeah. this realized oh on the big screen. Uh, I barely remember what had, how that episode went, but I think it's weird. It's, it's super weird. It's yeah. super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, weird movie. Yeah, but I next- own it in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's good. I like it. It's a good uh, movie. Yeah. Next week, Assassin's Creed. At the end of that episode, we're announcing the next two miniseries. That's right, mates. Why are you doing that voice? Time size change. <laughs> sing it. I'm singing it. Did you ever do musical theater? No, I can't sing. I'm not a good singer. I mean, I did. I did play theater. A couple of your most recent sentences would beg to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Times is hard. And do your beast impression again. I'm the beast. <laughs> it's terrible. Nobody likes me. Do you remember how at the end of that movie, Stanley Tucci, who was playing a piano, yes. attacks all the robbers by, by spitting out his keys, keys right? and then the very last shot of the movie right. is a zero in on him and he smiles and you see all his fake teeth and that's the last shot of the Probably movie. Probably the best shot of the movie too. Well, yeah. It ended on a high, yes. exactly. And uh, then they play an in-memoriam reel for everyone who is in it. Is there not a bit in that movie when all the, the household items start coming to life that the toilet talks and tells someone not to piss in it. Am I imagining that? You might be, but I also I wouldn't be surprised. Or if that like were a true. or like a bedpan or something, a chamber pot. I feel like there's some <laughs> human waste receptacle gag where it's just <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> oh boy. You know, and Eileen Atkins plays the fucking the, I, This is how it ties into fucking Toy Story 4. It's like yeah. what should be granted life? Uh, yep. And here's my question, my final question I want to ask you, Karen, for the episode. Yes. Now that we've come full circle. Okay. Is Lumiere the ultimate KB? Because he is the man who literally is a melting candle. Yeah. Lumiere's kind of got some... As played by Orbach, though. Oh, yes. Not McGregor. Has some real KB energy. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. KBE. Yeah. We're done. Okay. We're done. (laughs) Before we keep going, we're done. We've done two hours, 15 minutes. This has been a great episode, uh, but I think we're done. Yeah, Karen, people can read your stuff on Polygon. Polygon Polygon.com, and I'm on Twitter at Karen Wyhan. Strongest brand on the internet. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, uh, tune in next week. Assassin's for, Creed for, Assassin's for the Creed. Creed. Join the Creed. Yeah. Uh, One thank of the you top all. creeds. One of the top creeds. Uh, <laughs> probably my third favorite Creed movie. They gotta protect the seeds. Yeah. They do have to protect, they do have to protect the seeds. That is true. Yeah. What if Tim Burton had made Assassin's Creed? Oh, God. So many <laughs> seeds. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Thanks Go see for Dumbo. Gudo for our social media. Go see Dumbo. Yeah, see Dumbo. Yeah, come on. Uh, I mean, this movie bombing is only going to make these live action Disney movies less interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, not. Oh, the- we didn't do the box office game. Whatever. It came out a week ago. It bombed. What, it did 55? 45. Do you know what the biggest Ooh, bomb of really? last year was? Shazam did 55. Biggest bomb of last year was Mortal, Mortal Engines. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. My sweet baby. The Shrike, we stay in a legend. Shrike uh, is so fucking good. Shrike is so good. When he scream? Oh, when he God. scream? <laughs> What's her name again? Hester, Hester Prynne. <laughs> what if Tim Burton had done Mortal Engines? What a rule. Morty Engines. Morty Engines. Morty Engines also kind of couldn't be better, though. Could Mortal Engines is good. Easily if, be if I were Here's Tim Burton, I would announce I was making Shrike the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god, uh, how do I pitch this to a major studio? Yeah, Shrike's big vacation, Shrike's big day out, <laughs> Shrike's t- big top Shrike, <laughs> big top Shrike. That's the pitch. Big Shrike by Shrike. Ardman. Yes. Uh, Mortal. Here's the thing. Mortal Engines is good. Yep. I ke- every time I recommend it to someone, I keep walking it back. I keep being like, it's great. No, it's all right. No, it's fine. Only part of it is okay. No, it but here, I'm gonna take it back on the record. Yeah. Mortal Engines is top. Bottom T to be good. She's throttling up again. <laughs> I'm revving up. It's it's a T to B GM. <laughs> T to B G. Uh, thanks, Dan for Gudo for our social media. Yes, I agree. Thank you to Lay Montgomery for our theme song. Okay. Shelbo and Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Mm-hmm. Go to blankies.reddit.com for some real nerdy shit. Go to T Public for some real nerdy shirts. Right. Uh, you can subscribe for blank check uh, bonus features on Patreon. Right. Uh, talking about those uh, those Marvel movies and and basketball episode will be dropping May 11th. Hell yeah! If Ben remembers. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah. So feel free to sign up in time for that. He claims the audio is salvageable. <laughs> it's more than salvageable. It's good. Uh, ben great. did it. He fucking great. did it. He had the feather. He didn't even need it. Uh, ben had the feather in wow. him all along. Wow. Yeah. That's the power of fashion, Ben. I had the holes in me the whole time. You had the holes in you. I had the dirt, the jeans. They're all there. The uh, whole time. And as always, uh-huh. Dumbo fucks. Oh, no, no. He does. Yes, he's he a does. child. They don't. Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. I, I mean, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs>